Oh, dear. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Oh, Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. Back after yet another hiatus, uh, we got our one episode in back in July, and then just took the rest of the summer off. But here we are, and this episode brought to you by our good friends at Beyond Insurance, our first two-time episode sponsor. So a huge thank you to Matt and Andy Cassidy for their continued support. And Matt will uh, once again be joining us later on in the show. And... Because we couldn't get into Communal Creative Studios this time around, we're doing a bit of a throwback tonight back in Lundy's basement. Uh, nothing Woo! new. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> nothing new for Lundy and I as we uh, did this song and dance quite a few times during the early days of Oh Dear. It's been long enough that we can call them the early days. But uh, for everyone else, first time here. <laughs> In person, what are we laughing at? My levels. Oh, you're a huge woo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like See, and those, nothing's, nothing's changed. I'm like one of those woo girls. Yeah. And then now you're way too quiet. Woo! Okay, I got my go. levels back. All right, where the hell was I? Uh, yeah, everyone else's first time here in person. And yeah, I'm Ted Emmett, uh, back after missing last episode to help look after his newborn baby boy, which I guess is fine. A uh, man who only has two remaining brain cells, and they're both fighting for third place. Dustin Moore, welcome back. Feels good to be back it's a full moon tonight on my way over here is a beautiful full moon and and lo and behold both my kids are puking so that's a thrill but uh other than that i'm pretty depressed because uh we're <laughs> we're back in lund's basement and recording which means summer is almost coming to a close so uh i mean hopefully you guys can amp me up a bit here tonight lund you know what to do Woo! chain up buttercup we'll get you through it and he's about as useful as an ashtray on a motorcycle, Ryan Lund. Uh, hey, thanks for having us down here tonight. Hey, you guys are always welcome in my basement. Like anytime, any day of the week, except on Thursdays. Okay. That's my special day. That's Naked Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not, not telling anyone about our Naked Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind coming over on Thursday. <laughs> okay, you guys can come over on Thursdays too. But no, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back in the basement. Uh, it's always fun to do it at home because that just means we can drink a little bit more and and, and let loose a little bit. So uh, hopefully we have a good show. Uh, no pressure. Uh, we always do. So just everyone, don't do anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. And don't look stupid. Uh, just curious, what does a good time sound like? It's it, so it sounds like this. Woo! <laughs> Sky rockets in flight. <laughs> Woo! Afternoon delight. Woo! Hey, good to see we haven't lost our touch. Uh, no Walsh tonight, so uh, down a person for two episodes in a row. I guess it's his turn to sit out a recording. Uh, been under the weather the last few days, so thank you, Walsh, for not sharing your cooties with us, and we will see you at the next episode. So after getting to sit at the table with us last episode, uh, we're about 63% sure she poisoned Walsh. So she could have his spot tonight. Uh, co-worker Aaron, welcome to Lund's Basement. I am a big fan of how this has turned out because now I'm in an easy chair and you're all couch people. In yeah. fact, Andrew and I are now like lazy boy people, couch people. That's true. It's yeah. still three to two, which makes the couch cooler. It's oh. not plugged in, Andrew. Don't it's try to recline. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's. I knew what I was doing. It's three grown men on a couch. I have my own chair. Mine is infinitely more comfortable. I actually feel like we're kind of like it's kind of like Ellen or Ricky Lake right now, oh, looking across yeah. to her. Those those are two. <laughs> Why'd you choose those two? Only two I could think of. <laughs> and last but not least, Andrew Russell is with us. I'd say welcome to Lund's basement. Uh, but you've been here many times, probably including. Did you sell Lund this house? I did sell Lund yeah. this house. Plus, I come over every naked Thursdays. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we guys. We're, 
We're not supposed to tell Dustin about Naked Thursdays so he doesn't feel left out. Andrew's never been to one just like you, Dustin, and you can all come. And actually, if there's any girls listening, you're you're welcome too. It's not just a guy thing. But you I'm- have to stay upstairs and you can't come downstairs <laughs> with us. Right. Or else it'd be weird. Right. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we have lots to catch up on tonight again, but first, we'll start things off as we always do with The Glad Game. The Glad Game is brought to you by Louis Corveau of Warren Sinclair LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. All right, well, again, we have two months of stuff uh, to be glad about. Uh, we'll keep it pretty general tonight. I know uh, for all of us, uh, got to participate again. It was kind of the first more normal summer, I guess, since 2020 or since 2019. A lot of events back up again, and we just all got out in the community a, a lot of different ways, and I know we're uh, very glad for that. And um, Dustin, not just Two weeks ago, you got to do your first dunk tank. Yeah, pretty cool experience. Uh, the Big Brothers and Big Sisters, I think they declared a Big Brothers and Big Sisters month here in Red Deer for September. So me and you got to go out in the dunk tank along with some uh, other local celebrities, uh, Vinnie Taylor. No, some local celebrities that we joined. Yeah. That, no, no, not other. Yeah, sorry, I'm not, I didn't mean to lump us into that, but. <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, my yeah. wife, I think my wife paid to dunk me and that was it. So that's where I the local celebrities. Oh, yeah, and you, so. I, pay, I gave you money to dunk me me it's even worse <laughs> you had to pay to dunk yourself yeah much i not. sent an e-transfer after <laughs> but no shout out to carl sove at kcb threw a huge event down there for big brothers big sisters a fundraiser barbecue free barbecue some games uh, lots of people came out and it was cool to get in that dunk tank ted warned me prior to he's like make sure you get your feet out hit the bottom and i think i got dunked like five or six times and i think my ass hit the bottom every single time so i didn't figure it out maybe my second uh, dunk tank I'll get her figured out yeah and I had to go after Dustin I was like the fifth guy to go so there was, wasn't a ton of water left and Lund knows yeah we got we got to keep the oh dear pillow in for one shot Lund I thought uh, we're good yeah <laughs> just so everyone listening knows Lund found a pillow that says oh dear on it and it and I got, got it rid of and it. I got it for Ted for Christmas and I swear to God he cried when he opened the present so. yeah Aww. man I'm I'm okay with feeling my feelings but anyways what the hell are we talking about? Lund's cut off after drink number two. But uh, yeah, the, the dunk tank was a ton of fun. And one thing that's worth saying too is I think there's like 72 kids in central Alberta right now on the waiting list for big brothers, big sisters, and uh, like 50 something of them are males. So if you do have even one hour a week, go out and sign up. When I was there, I was uh, inspired to sign up. So uh, I'm going to be a, a big brother, which uh, look out. Yeah. Congratulations, Ted. Thanks. Yeah, I've been... It's a boy. (laughs) I'm going to cry real tears again now (laughs) talking about this. But no, if Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, go check out their website too in Red Deer. If you do uh, have... It's an hour a week is what they ask. You probably end up doing more uh, because it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, growing up without a father figure or mother figure in your life, obviously uh, pretty hard. And uh, I think feel like the least I can do is impart some quote unquote wisdom. But I mean, I think we do some pretty cool shit. So it'd be fun to bring a kid along for some of it i mean you probably can't bring a kid around for 98 percent of the stuff we do but yeah the two percent of the stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah the, two, the two percent of the stuff that i mean he's gonna they're gonna be he's that oh the family's gonna be so appreciative that uh he's gonna have somebody in his life to do some cool stuff with and the stories i've heard from people that have done it are are pretty cool you know from working on cars which i don't think you do ted but um <laughs> that's 
tools. What's the point of saying that? <laughs> I don't know. I got sidetracked there. It's been four months, Lund. We're rusty. Everyone's yeah. rusty. We get it. And uh, another cool thing we got to do this summer, um, the PAP Foundation Tournament again uh, the second year. We talked about it on the last episode. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Lund, maybe the best golf I've ever seen you play. You know what? I had such a fun day. Like It's just so good seeing all those, all those people. They do such a good job setting up that tournament too. So for anyone that's not involved, you, all you have to do is show up and they have they have a different hole sponsor every single hole. So they either have food, a drink, uh, an activity. The One of their, their main beneficiaries this year was the, I think the Canadian Mental Health Society. And they were on one of the holes and I got to chat with them a bit. They really let you know what kind of services they provided and and who they support and how they, how they kind of raise money throughout the year. It was really cool learning how many people are taking advantage of the programs that they offer. So it was just a really well-run tournament. And then, yeah, I played really well that day too, which was kind of a, just a bonus. I think I just had no pressure and I don't mean to, to rub it in your face again, but me and Ted did beat Dustin and Kevin by by at least two or three strokes. So maybe that's why Kevin didn't show up to the podcast <laughs> yeah, today. He's still mad. He's a, yeah. he's a little sour about that, I think. Yeah, we lost some money that day, but like you said, it's pretty cool Like for me, you and Kev, not so much Ted because he didn't grow up in Red Deer, but how many people come back that, that we know to support the PAP family that day and, and help raise money for the Canadian Mental Health Association, not to mention they did start a scholarship at uh, RDP now, or the Red Deer Polytechnic. Nice, That's hard yeah. to say still, but yeah, it's just, it's a great day. It feels kind of like a reunion, everyone getting together for a great cause and and able to have a bunch of beers together and obviously end up at Bose at the end of the night to celebrate over some pints uh, after a big loss to you boys. End of the night, we got there like four o'clock and yeah. stayed stay till, I mean, we left early this year, London. We left at like 10 the year before we yeah. were there, like the last people there. It's kind of nice showing up to a pub like early and then you can actually spend three or four hours there and still leave when it's still light out. So we might have to start doing that more often. Yeah, we're going to have to start going earlier and earlier. Yeah, let's get day drunk way more often. I think that's the the moral of the story. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, I can too. I, I can will. Yeah, Aaron will. Aaron's in. Andrew, are you in? No. Yeah, <laughs> I had a bad experience one time this summer, so I'm out. All right. It looks like it's Aaron, Ted, and Ryan. R-A- no, R-E-T. Ret. Ret. <laughs> what about Ert? Yeah, okay. Ert. Yeah, team Ert. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Woo! <laughs> right. Well, one extra thing to be glad for there. But again, like so many things went on this summer. That was just two of them that we got to experience. I know uh, it was a great summer. It's great to see all the, you know, tournaments and fundraisers back uh, up and running again. Aaron, we're trying to run a podcast here. Sorry, I'm very dry. <laughs> moisten, moisten up. You might think we're going to cut that, but I'm not. <laughs> Just going to run it on a loop. <laughs> I thought you said lube. <laughs> you said we're going to run out of lube. Oh. Yeah, that's a new say. Moisten up, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, we can, as we mentioned, oh my goodness, this is going to be we should just, some kind we of We should episode. just start the podcast over. <laughs> Let's just start over. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we've come too far. Yeah, okay. But uh, as we mentioned off the top of the show, Beyond Insurance is uh, the first two-time episode sponsor of Oh Dear, which means Matt Cassidy returns uh, to chat with us once again. And uh, just like last time, Beyond was our episode sponsor. We actually haven't done the interview with Matt as of yet. Uh, so we have no idea what it'll be like. Your guess is as good as ours. So uh, yeah, here it goes. 
All right, we're here with not our first two-time guest, but our first two-time episode sponsor, Matt Cassidy from Beyond Insurance. You know, it took a couple tries to get you here, but thanks for making the time and coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's nice to be back downtown and the green screen is another step up again. <laughs> Every time I come, it's like a, a step up, so it's exciting. What yeah. are you talking What green screen? Yeah, this <laughs> we're, outside, we're outside right now. Yeah, yeah whatever this, this exactly. background that we all know what it is, is <laughs> Is, is what our background is. Right. Yeah. The ambiance just overwhelms a guy. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, you are welcome. Yes. Speaking of ambiance, let's start first of all. Congratulations on your new space. That uh, I guess it's not so new at this point, but it's still new uh, in Capstone there. it's uh, I was there. Uh, it's phenomenal. How has that been for you guys so far? It's been great. We moved in at the end of April. So, really still quite new. Like we're still having contractors come in and sort of finish up a few little odds and ends that, you know, catch your eye when you know they're, when they're there. And, and so definitely like appreciated it over the summer, being able to like open a window or open a door and see out onto like Bower Ponds instead of onto Gates Avenue was a huge upgrade for us and the staff. And yeah, we're lucky to move in there when we did. And then even for the team, like at, at that point in time, we were eight of us in a thousand square feet. So, mm-hmm. like not even, you know, a hundred per basically. And so, it was a little bit tight. So, we're happy to be a little more spread out. Well, at least you're all in good shape. That's right? true. You get a little more, <laughs> you right. get me and Lund and Dustin in there, it's even worse. So, <laughs> yeah, the volume goes down, I guess, but. You guys needed, needed like bunk beds or bunk desks in there. We we had three, <laughs> we had three people in my office at the end. Like it was, yeah. Yeah, it was well, just, it was, just no. I was, it was Overwatch, right? <laughs> just <laughs> like, yeah. So, we're happy to be out and I'm happy to be able to get a little, little bit more done. So, yeah. yeah, it's been great. Great neighborhood. They've been doing lots over there like night markets and community events and food truck Fridays and for it being not really developed, there's a lot going on, which is cool. And Troubled Monk is right there. And Troubled Monk is right there. So, which is always nice. Yeah. So, just again, because Lund came up with one of the best ideas I've ever heard. As we sit here on these brand new custom stools at Communal Creative Studios, uh, you know, maybe they can build it for, would you do a bunk desk if you got the bottom or would you go top? Yeah. I don't know who my bunk mate would be, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I think you'd want top top bunk yeah. yeah i probably would that way you have the power the power yeah. seat and that right. way you're just looking down on everyone yeah i'd have to climb up there all the time though so i don't know oh you could do that's it man <laughs> you know that that's like i i rented an airbnb that had a bunk king bed so it was like oh. <laughs> what? what yeah so it's like a king bed and then so the king bed runs like lengthways and then the bunk is built like stairs above where your head would go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so then that part of the bed goes the other direction. And like, what was the other? It was the upper bed like a single? Like, or I a think it was like or... a twin. twin. So, yeah. like, realistically, your like kid would sleep up there. But uh, I mean, if look, you don't have kids, then. Linda, I've got some design yeah. <laughs> ideas for your house. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, I'll never say no to it. It was bed. wild, though. Like, and the air, they had three of them. So every room had this like upper Whoa. deck. See, they're maximizing their space. They yeah, are, it's not yeah. like the Airbnb we stayed at in Seattle. And Dustin had to sleep on basically an ottoman that didn't even stay attached to the couch. <laughs> so yeah. he was just like a floating, curled up ball every 
every night. You would so. hear him rolling in the middle of the night and you'd wake up like <laughs> on the other side of the room. It was it was pretty entertaining actually. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're back here? You spent your hard-earned money for this interview to get asked about bunk desks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I took it on a tangent. So, yeah. I'll, uh, I, I'm all there for it. No problem. <laughs> so, let's talk about insurance. We did already, had to be close to a year ago now at this point, I think. I think uh, so. Don't know where the time goes, but obviously uh, busy summer now. What does uh, like the fall, winter kind of look like or is it all, is there not really seasons? I think every brokerage is going to be a little bit different. Ours is very, very like heavy from March to about end of August. And then now for us, uh, it sort of slows down from, a, you know, existing clientele, which is good because by the time you get through claim season and the summer and people are busy and, and doing stuff, you know, buying houses or starting up companies or kids moving to university or whatever the sort of situation is, it's a nice time for us to kind of revisit some of the things in our business when it's slow. So that's really what we're doing. And I'm looking forward to it. It's been a wild couple of years, like you said, with moving the office and we've grown a ton and it's been an enormous amount of support from our clients and the community. But now we're kind of at this teenager phase where we have to refocus and get ready to take advantage of that sort of first bit of work that we did. So, it's an exciting time. So, are you guys seeing anything different over the last couple of years than maybe when you kind of first got, like, has anything really changed with with what you're insuring or obviously, I'm, I'm getting my insurance bill. I've seen the premiums go <laughs> go up. Well, um, you should be with Beyond. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll talk after this, Matt. Maybe man. we will. Um, but like, has anything changed drastically or is insurance always just kind of all, always status quo and depending on what happens throughout the year, those those certain events will be uh, more in focus? Yeah, I think I would say it, it's a very misunderstood industry in that way. The insurance companies and a lot of people don't realize this, but from an underwriting perspective, they operate all almost at like a break even. Mm -hmm. So, they make the majority or a large portion of their money through the investment of the premium dollars that we all pay. Okay. So, what we've kind of seen over the last little while is in the Canadian market, there was definitely a very soft sales market. It was really aggressive for like 10 years, you could you could get pretty much anything done. You could be really competitive on price. You could get underwriters to sort of compete with one another. And as the global world changes, that sort of puts pressure on the markets in a different way. And that comes down to the end consumer. So in Canada, insurance companies weren't collecting probably as much premium as they should be. And they were relying on the financial returns of the stock market to kind of offset that operating ratio. Uh -oh. And so now, <laughs> so now we saw some rate increases a few years ago and they're like directly related to not underwriting properly. And now we're mm -hmm. seeing rate increases that are in direct response to the changing economic climate of the right. world. So the rate increases aren't going away and some of it's related to like direct insurance underwriting and some of it is related to like global pressure that they're sort of feeling from an operating capital sort of standpoint. And that's something that until you look at it, people just sort of phone and they're like, I haven't had a claim. And it's so much bigger than, you know, even that very brief synopsis right. of it. Right. So, I'm not necessarily seeing anything new, but I'm paying a lot more attention to sort of those global trends because you get to see it hit us in Alberta now in a way that you didn't used to, at least in the last like 10 to 15 years. So, that's been an interesting development and it's hard to explain to someone whose car insurance just went up 20% for like the fourth year in a row and it's like- Yeah, no, I, I had no idea. That's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, how 
insured is the average person against their own stupidity? Like I see car commercials that tell me I can take my SUV off-roading. So I drive Hmm. it halfway up a mountain and it goes horribly wrong. I I know that's probably a really broad question, but I'm just wondering like if I'm dumb, how insured might I be? How insured is Dustin Moore? He's not (laughs) here to defend himself. That's right. Where's the lowest common denominator (laughs) with a license? (laughs) That's how insured you are. (laughs) Um, Oh, I, I, sorry, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta clip that. <laughs> no, that's staying in. Yeah. No, I mean clip oh, it, like, like on, on video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone can see how nice we are to Dustin. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's all good. If you don't show up, you pay the price, I guess. <laughs> but I think you're relatively insured. You know, I think you're. The one that was interesting to me was uh, renting a car, and I had heard in Hawaii there's like this road that it's not an insured road. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I, like, how do they know? Like, you know, so there's definitely a broad range of stupidity that's covered for sure. Like Mm -hmm. I've had people like hang TVs wrong and they fall over and they claim Mm -hmm. it. And it's always It's worth a call It's worth a call, yeah. Okay. What about like a a lazy boy chair when two idiots can't figure out how to plug in the recliner and almost tear it apart? That's probably not insured, eh, Lundy? You know what I've learned? You can insure anything. That's you just, true. You just, uh, it's just what price are you willing to pay? Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, I guess we could have tried it. Well, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a claim. Oh, sorry. I was talking about someone else and yeah, not us. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. It's a wild industry that way. We get calls that you just like wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. It's like totally ridiculous. But so speaking about insuring anything, um, I, I may have asked you this last time. I but think so, yeah. All, uh, <laughs> I've, I've come with some notes this time. Okay. And this is the list I've seen of the kind of craziest things insured over the last few years. Okay. And it's some it's of them are- porn on his phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Well, let me close Share that. It. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can insure your mustache if you want to. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess if you have a very, very good mustache and you're worried about it like getting damaged or- Aaron's husband. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Griff should look at insuring his mustache. He shaved it and I'm sad. So, honestly, like if I could do something about that, I would. Uh, Make a claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can insure spoiled food. So, if there's some sort of like storm or the power goes out in your fridge oh. or freezer. That's terrible actually. So, that happens all the time. Okay. Yeah. And my younger brother one summer worked for a restoration company and it was like the summer that the entire town of, I don't know, I want to say like Delburn or something had a sewer backup and that's what that smell he (laughs) he said it was unbelievable the amount of rotting meat and stuff that they had to take out and and there'd be guys those poor guys they'd put on like a full scuba suit (laughs) swim under the sewage of like a mobile home and like address whatever the issue was yeah so yeah those ones are gnarly because at that point too you'd be getting like if it's if meat's spoiled in your fridge you're getting a new fridge correct yeah yeah and like so in the flood in high river when i like as i moved out there literally the night before the flood and then we weren't able to get back into our place for like three four weeks we were told like not don't open your fridge duct tape it shut throw out your fridge Mm -hmm. too like is that kind of stuff i can't even remember because i was just renting like is that kind of stuff insured like if you have to literally throw out your fridge oh yeah for sure especially like it depends what happens but in a flood you've got you know water insurance and because we didn't get flooded at all we just everything around us so it got yeah. flooded so we couldn't get in it there was, was weird tons of those when the fires like went through fort mcmurray because people got mm. evacuated yeah power went out for the right. town 
everything was ruined. So yeah. there was lots of that type of stuff, which I, yeah, it just turns a guy's stomach when you, yeah. Oh, that's I, no, you, yeah. you got, you got through two questions on your list and I had to stop you. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm going to keep going because okay. this next one is going to be very timely uh, because Halloween's coming up and there's going to be some haunted houses out there. So you can insure your haunted house for obviously liability or for obviously if anyone damages the haunted house, if they get scared and punch a hole in the wall. What if? <laughs> What if the ghosts leave? Well, you Are know, you insured? Let's ask the expert here. Could I insure my house from being from like getting from haunted? No, no. Oh, I already have ghosts, they need and to I'm making stay. a business. They need to stay. What oh. if the ghosts go? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You don't have to be nice. Yeah. Thank you. I've never insured a ghost before. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll look into it and look get back to it. it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, when I come back next year. <laughs> we'll deal with that. And I also found on the internet, you can get a uh, a $10 million po- policy for alien abduction. Okay. So, if you were ever to get abducted by aliens, the beneficiary would get $10 bucks. That's cool. Maybe difficult to prove, mm-hmm. but if it ever happens, I mean, it m- might be worth your while. Interesting. So, d- does Beyond? I mean, I feel like Beyond, <laughs> that would fall yeah. right under your it, guys's it, it banner. Would, it, would, it would, yeah, it would suit us for sure. I'd have to look into it, but hey. That premium's got to be free money because London's right. Like, how do you even prove it? Yeah. Like, uh, no, he didn't get abducted uh, by aliens. He just went to Wisconsin. Like, more importantly, yeah. like, who's buying it? Like, you know, man, who's that they, worried about it? There's some hardcore people out there, like all those Area 51 nuts. Yeah. I swear to God, they've already been abducted. And who knows? Maybe they have. I don't know. So Too people late are for insurance now, though. Yeah. 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 So if you're yeah, one of those right. people, just go talk to your, your, your guy or your girl. Go yeah. talk to Matt and see what he can <laughs> offer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the last one on my list is <laughs> is uh, actually something I might look into. You can insure your f- fantasy sports team. Oh. So, I don't know how it would work, but let's say you drafted a team and your star player on that team gets injured. Yeah, I needed that last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, that I feel like with my group of friends, we do a lot of fantasy sports stuff. So, I feel like I would that's something I would be very interested in. Yeah. So just a few For a few your $20 ideas. Sports league, like right. Yeah. Well, so there's obviously guys out there that spend yes. hundreds or thousands right. of dollars on those leagues. That would make sense for sure. Yeah. So hmm. how does stuff like that work? Because I'm a normal person with normal insurance. I've right. got my house, I've got my car, I've got insurance for my rental property, like normal human stuff. When people come to you with crazy things like, I'm worried I'm going to get abducted. Where does that process start with you guys? Is that an automatic, we don't do that? Or is that something you look into? Well, specifically for abduction insurance, (laughs) uh, not something we do. (laughs) Yet. Yet. Yeah, yet. Well, that's the beyond, that would be the beyond part. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're learning, you know, (laughs) but I think that that's one of the things that we take a lot of pride in is sort of carving out what even the average person maybe needs and hasn't thought about. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's um, an approach that goes beyond, you know, (laughs) Uh uh, just sort of the transaction. And so, whether or not it's a wild and crazy like trip they're going on or like you know, uh, a vehicle or a $200,000 engagement ring, mm-hmm. like stuff that makes no sense to me yeah, or, or maybe just the general public, like that's still exciting stuff to kind of come across your desk, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, mobile apps that people are developing or mm-hmm. different services or different tech ideas or, you know, I've had lots of interesting things kind of come up and I, that's what keeps me interested a lot of days mm-hmm. is, 
okay, what's going to be the next cool thing or cool idea or cool business or cool project initiative that someone's going to be interested in and how do we help them solve that problem and protect themselves or whatever they're trying to achieve. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Huh. It is more fun oh. than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to take a step backwards from all this intelligent stuff and because other than everything Lund has said and you don't have to, it doesn't have to even be about like one of your customers specifically, but like what's the dumbest claim that you've ever heard of that someone has tried to claim? Dumbest claim. One that comes to mind is, and it was actually terrible for this person, but um, oh. <laughs> it was her son through like a huge house party with his friends. Like, his, and he only had five friends. Like, it was like five oh, friends. That's the sad part of the story. <laughs> yeah, and they and they had like five buddies over, and they just trashed her place, like yeah. their own house. And it's a very awkward one because you're kind of claiming against yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it just kind of blew my mind because as a teenager, I was, you know, I've done stupid things, but I would never trash my own house. With oh. five, with five of my friends. You know, it's like some I 41. Think I only had five friends. Yeah. Trash my own house party because nobody came. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's lots of different ones. People stealing gas, like. Well, especially right now, yeah. people drilling in and stealing gas. There's always like the criminals in like downtown uh, that will take your catalytic converter out of your oh, car yeah. and it's like no one really knows what they do with it. Um, <laughs> tailgates were always getting stolen off of F-150s for like five years. It was like a ridiculous thing. They're like a thousand bucks each and people would just literally steal the tailgate off of your truck and oh. take off with it. And yeah. So, it's not necessarily dumb claims, but claims because of dumb people. For sure. Right? Okay. That's, yeah. That There's a lot of that for sure. And and criminals too. Like you have to think like a criminal to come up with some of this stuff. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't even know how to do that or that it'd be valuable to steal a tailgate. But. You know, Riley heard all that and he just left the studio and <laughs> yeah. we're all parked downstairs. Exactly. So, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little side hustle. Yeah. yeah. thought that was him there. But that's a mannequin head with no deer. <laughs> that's seemingly floating. Anyways, keep going off on a tangent. Here's an actual like I think maybe could be a good question. Is there, and I don't know if we asked this last time, Lund, is there a specific like type of insurance or something that people generally don't insure but should? You know, obviously like a lot of people maybe don't have tenant insurance or something like that. Sure. I think that probably the best way to answer that is like even from a industry perspective, it would sure be nice if the companies would get somewhat on the same page with what they offer. <laughs> because mm -hmm. like, for example, I think I have 11 carriers for like personal home and auto insurance and trying to present that range of options to a customer and help them make an educated choice about like what makes the most sense for them when say there's the top four and then of that top four, three of them have a certain feature that would be, you know, great and two of them, you know, don't have the same thing and then one of them is sort of far and away the best, right? And you kind of, you kind of work your way to that decision um, but it's really challenging because every, and then everybody's in sort of a different financial situation too where, you know, some folks like need a certain deductible, some don't. Like that's where I think we prove our value mm -hmm. as sort of independent help in that decision-making process. But there's not really any one thing. The goal is to kind of find out what that one thing is for each individual because it's yeah. going to be different. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, <clears throat> I had a meeting with a client today. They said to them, you know, what's your appetite for deductibles? Like how mm -hmm. do you feel about this building that we're in that we're talking about? 
and they literally just said to me, I just trust whatever you think. <laughs> and it's like, okay, fine, but I don't know, you know, how that's going to pan out if there's a water leak or something mm -hmm. and we're going to come knocking for a deductible of 5,000 or 2,500 at any given moment. And yeah, so it's hard to kind of predict the future. So, it's that it's it's sort of frustrating in one sense because there's so many options, but it's great to kind of be the person that helps you figure out what that is for each each party, I guess would be what I would say. Yeah. And I can vouch for that. And Lund, make sure you're paying attention to this when you switch <laughs> over. I remember when I switched over though, and where you're talking to me a bit about car insurance providers and you basically said, here's a couple options, but this is the one that I think is best for you. And I don't know, I, I mean, I trust you too, but for me, I also like, I'm not going through all of this. That's why you go to the expert, right? So, and uh, yeah. you did, you saved me. The, sorry to steal this from a different insurance company. You saved me a whole bunch of money on car insurance. <laughs> That's good. You really, you really did. And you still are. So, uh, there's, yeah, whatever it's worth coming from me, the Lund and everyone else out there. So, that story Matt was just telling us about, I feel like you were the client. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, man. I, I trust you. I was I, I the client. I was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. The blind trust is, is nice. Is a very nice compliment, yeah. but it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so, we, we get there. But oh, well, not for yeah. me because if you did, like Ted, I screwed up. I'll say, well, it's my fault for not doing my research. So, don't remember that for the future though. I still want you to do what's best for me. Yeah. Correct. So, so, Ted, to answer your question, I think I have a little bit of insight here. So, I used to work at a car rental place like 12, 13 years ago. And a lot of people that rent cars is because they get in an accident and they obviously need a car while they're their vehicle is getting repaired. So, the people that had that car rental insurance or that that policy, that built into their policy were just so relieved because they didn't know how long they were going to need their vehicle for. The people that didn't have it were the, the grumpiest people on the planet mm -hmm. and they were just kicking themselves for not getting that That's piece. a huge... That's a great answer. Thank, Thank you, you, Matt. Thank <laughs> you. That's one thing when we opened our business those rates were going up so much for rental agencies. I specifically sold way more than we used to always ever sell because it was always the most frustrating thing. You hit a deer mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then you're waiting for Ford to like send you parts. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they're phoning you going, you got to take the rental back. It's up and, and the parts aren't even in yet. And then you're, you know, screaming at me and it's like, yeah, that's, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. That is a very good point. So, try to avoid that because or have a conversation about it. And some people yeah. have like four vehicles and they're like, don't charge me that, you know, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough, you know. Yeah. So, that's in my very limited uh, experience dealing with that, that's that's the the most common, That's that'd be my one recommendation for anyone that has. You should go into insurance. Oh, yeah. you never if it know. doesn't work out for you here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been living on borrowed time for a little, quite a while. Yeah. Plan B. But uh, so, and going <laughs> beyond just insurance to it. Like it's been a busy year for you because you have since, can't remember the exact timeline, but you also are now the chairman of the, the chair of the board of directors that's, for the Chamber of Commerce. That's correct. Like that. yeah. yeah. So, I'm the board, Short title, yeah. board president of that uh, organization. I've been on that board for five years going on to sixth, which is my last year here this fall. Yeah, it was a wild year. Like we ended up hiring a new CEO this year, which was a really interesting process to kind of lead mm -hmm. on behalf of the board and, and engage, you know, uh, a firm to help us do that and um, go through the, the different interview processes and hire someone of that caliber was, mm -hmm. you know, a really interesting experience 
uh, for me personally. And the organization too has had a lot of changes. Like they, you know, coming out of the pandemic, a nonprofit like that, they're basically treading water. You know, um, they're heavily reliant on their partnership in AgriTrade, which is a huge event every year. And to not have that happen, put enormous pressure on the chamber and the staff there did an awesome job just keeping the membership going because that membership was under enormous pressure too. So, it was a really interesting couple of years on that board where you've got businesses that are impacted and government programs and they're coming to the chamber to get some help. Um, And then the chamber was actually in charge of distributing a bunch of COVID tests to different businesses Mm -hmm. in the community. So, Mm -hmm. I think they handed out something like 4,000 kits to the community. So, they were a busy little place and in the middle of a huge transition. So, it's been an exciting time and I'm really looking forward to this coming year with it being a little bit more settled and normal and yeah, you know, it's going to be a good year. So, how long is your your term as the the president? Um, It's a one-year term with an option for a second. So, that AGM and election will happen in two weeks on October 5th. So, I could do one more year and we'll see what uh, the board wants. So, So I guess stay tuned to social media after, Yeah. yeah, once you hear this. Well, but, you never know. By the time Ted gets this episode out, you'll, you'll probably know the results. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, Matt, like for those that don't know, what would be the kind of primary focus of the, of the Chamber of Commerce? The Chamber basically acts as a connector for the business community. And I think that there's a lot of member benefits that come with becoming a member. You know, you can have certain insurance discounts, you can save money on gas cards, you can, you know, save money on advertising. There's a lot of different member benefits that more than make up hopefully what you spend on your membership fee, but you have to access them. Like it Mm -hmm. it takes, it takes just like any type of benefit. Like if you, if you have massage benefits and you don't go for a massage, then it's just, you know, wasted money. So, I think the chamber is doing a better job of making sure that members are aware of that because now they have resources to do that instead of hand out COVID kits. But um, so, they do a lot of support, but a a big connector and a big um, player in terms of the advocacy that goes on in in government. So, you know, you'll see the chamber making a comment or a position on something related to a municipal policy or different things that impact business owners. So, they try to be the voice of business, but it's also about building a a vibrant community. And that's what sort of the mission is for the chamber. And and they know that the business community sort of drives a lot of that in in some cases. Is it working? (laughs) (laughs) Is it working? Hard hard Uh, question, yeah. Is it working? I mean, I think I wouldn't say that all of these are chamber initiatives, but I think in a general sense, you look at what's happened downtown with creating the entertainment district and even the vibrancy of Ross Street standing there today versus a year ago is certainly different. I am personally quite proud of the way that our new CEO, Scott Robinson, and I worked together really early. Like he had had the job, you know, maybe for a month and all of a sudden the news came down with respect to this city's site selection for the downtown shelter. Mm -hmm. And that's a service that needs to be somewhere. There's no real right answer. But Mm -hmm. what was happening is you'd have all of these different advocacy groups or concerned citizens or business owners or taxpayers like shouting at the city without sort of a a refined voice. And we we worked really hard to get all of those people kind of in one room and then created a letter and a statement of position on behalf of, I think we collected something like 400 different pieces of opinion. And that was really interesting to then Mm -hmm. see the city take that into consideration 
change the decision process and and we don't know what's going to happen but the fact that you could have some sort of an influence on a government wheel that was already turning was really really interesting and then you know i've heard really good stories even through the pandemic like bows with the patio and a lot of other places with city zoning and and bylaw you know, they're getting a lot of pushback because it's not something that was written in, in terms of these sort of temporary throw up patios. And then the restrictions forced them to make certain decisions. And the chamber did, you know, step up and help with making sure that that stuff got expedited in time for the operators to actually take advantage of it. So there's a lot of little things. And those are maybe three things that I'm, I would say, is it working? Yeah. You're seeing, you're seeing patios stay up longer. You're seeing the downtown area slowly turn. You're seeing, the advocacy piece do its job, whether or not it, everyone will agree with what happened. The fact that you can influence government to the point of taking a, a step back is a good thing. And then we do that on a provincial basis and, and national basis too. So it's, I think it's working and I think it's like more in line with building that community together and that mm -hmm. vibrancy. Like it's not just the chamber doing that. You've got a lot of other individuals and organizations doing that. But yeah, if you can connect them, then we have results. So yeah, my answer would have been yes too as an outsider. <laughs> but really it's what end of September, eight o'clock on a, a Tuesday night. I don't know if any of you noticed, but like the Ross Street patio was packed mm -hmm. full of people still, you know, and, and I know the weather helps, but still it's uh, pretty awesome to see. <laughs> I remember when you, when we interviewed you, last time you were across the street <laughs> in the i don't know what what restaurant place you're at but i think you were the only one in there Correct. and yeah. i don't know what time of year it was but like it's night and day from yeah from last time you were here so yeah. yeah i would say it's working as well too yeah i i'll never forget that like going over there and i was nervous and i'm like okay i need i need like a jameson or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and i go over there and i'm like hey you guys open they're like yeah just pull a chair down yeah. And like sit wherever. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it was still pretty COVID-y then too, wasn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's night and day since your last interview, honestly. It is. With, yeah. I guess people just caring about COVID <laughs> more than anything. But things are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> so, one last question too, just with the, being on the Chamber of Commerce, obviously being on the board, but just being involved in general, obviously it has to help you and anyone else as a, a bit small business owner. Right, just in the people you meet and, and learn different business practices and stuff like that. So lots of reasons even to just join, let alone, you know, be a part of the board or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I had a chamber event tonight and it was it was the business after hours and they'd had the most tables at that event um since pre pandemic. Nice. So the businesses are coming out. People want to network again. You know, there's tons of expertise out there, really good people. And it's funny because I, I don't really see too much of the like day to day of the chamber because it goes to Andy, like my wife. And, and so she keeps tabs on at different events and stuff. But to have that separation is cool because I get to hear from her what we're doing on the ground floor and then understand how some of the decisions that we make, you know, as a volunteer on that board impact that. So it's kind of a neat experience to see then at the event, it's full. That's what you want. So do you have to be a chamber member to attend any of these events or what about like prospective members that want to see um, what it's all about? And 
they want to join. I think, uh, I think, yeah, chamber members might get a better rate on certain things. It depends what you're going to, but uh, a lot of them are free. But like a lunch speaker, for example, might be a better rate. Well, certainly is a better rate for a chamber member than a non-member, but mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's free attendance. So, right. um, it's kind of a no-brainer to just join. So, it sounds like there's no reason not to join. There's no reason not to join. Okay. So, and speaking of events, the last thing we'll talk about because uh, next episode will be too late, but the Business of the Year Awards coming up and will this episode will come out before those, but uh, when are October 19th? 19th, yeah. I believe it's a Wednesday and um, I believe it's at Red Deer Poly and it's usually a really cool event and they've changed some of the award categories this year, but it's a great time to get out and network and hear some really, really positive stories versus sort of your normal, like it's not a networking event just for the sake of it. It's really about celebrating business and the entrepreneurs in our city, which is always really, really inspiring. And they've got young entrepreneurs and people that have done amazing things in the community. So, I I always have a really good time and you get to spend some time with other business leaders too. So, it's fun. Yeah, oh dear, it was never nominated for an award. Yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or ever probably, but that's okay. Is that something too like the public can attend? Anyone can buy tickets to that? Or, yeah, again, uh, I think it's it's open attendance. You you would it, There is an admission to the, the ticket, but it's a great thing to go to and just support people in the community that are mm-hmm. doing something different. Yeah, there's so many good uh, business leaders out there like, like yourself and it's it's cool that you guys get a night to, to celebrate it and yeah really enjoy yourself for for the all the hard work you put in and yeah it's exciting it's 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 amazing like i it's one of my favorite nights like they've got kids that have started businesses and mm-hmm. people that you know especially during the pandemic came up with different ways of delivering their service and mm-hmm. supporting people and it was like just incredibly inspiring and you've got large companies that are have been in red deer for a long time that are you know getting recognition and and it's you kind of forget sometimes being just even in the community that some of these big corporations that have a head office in town, they're still honored to like mm-hmm. get that recognition from the community and see the impact. So, it's it's exciting. Who uh, <laughs> who votes on that? Like who decides who they- It's an interesting are? process. So, they actually have an- uh, there's a submission and application portion. So, then those get aggregated and they have an accounting firm actually do a fully independent audit mm-hmm. of the results. And then the finalists go through another process with that firm to sort of tally their different scores. And then the accounting firm basically releases the results. So, it's totally independent of anything, you know, to do with the chamber other than that it's, you know, our event. Right. So. Like the Oscars. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Except didn't they announce like the wrong yeah, up. winner or something at the Oscars or something like that? Yeah. Either way, I think, yeah, that's something that would be really nice, especially this year to be a part of just because this is everything now is like the quote unquote first since COVID, right? And mm-hmm. this is kind of the, the first big one. I guess, right? Since any kind of restriction has has been put into place. Yeah. The cool thing with our Red Deer Chamber is we're the only chamber that actually held business of the year during the pandemic in person both times. And part of it was like timing of restrictions and different Mm -hmm. ways that the staff got creative and putting that together. But that's pretty amazing. And I think that that shows the spirit of like our community, you know, that our chamber, you know, they're not necessarily, it's not necessarily a business, but hunting down that event on behalf of the business community. And it was, it was the only one to do it. So, it's pretty special to come back now and kind of blow it up hopefully. So, (laughs) 
All right. Well, I guess we'll start to wrap up uh, before we start asking the same questions we asked last time. But again, Matt, always really nice to see again, there's, you know, the insurance, the business owner side of you and just everything else, all that you do in the community. We didn't have time again to talk about like the more community initiatives and stuff that you do. So yeah, maybe you'll have to come back for a third interview. But uh, lastly, again, just remind people uh, how they can get a hold of you. And even right if they're even just want to see, hey, maybe should I switch insurance companies? Sure. The best way to find us is on our website, beyondinsurance.ca. You can start a quote there. You can take a look at the different agents we have to see who might be the right fit for you. And it's really the easiest way to get in touch with us. We're on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and yeah, happy to TikTok. No TikTok. No, Ooh. I know it's like the <laughs> dancing and I, it's just a lot for me personally. Yeah, we can't all be huge TikTok stars like I am. I, my one video has 3,000 views. Holy so, yeah. smokes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're eating a lot of shit in the morning. So. <laughs> yeah, that is that's basically my job. When Matt called me with his interview, he said, Oh, you have to eat any gross shit today? <laughs> yeah, that is what my job has become. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Matt, Matt thank <laughs> on that you. note, yeah, <laughs> thanks again for coming back, and to you and Andy and everyone at Beyond Insurance uh, for your continued support of us. And you know, we can't wait to see you behind the world's first bunk desk. Oh yeah, thanks for having me, and neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to assume that went well. So thank you, Matt. Uh, but again, we can we could talk about Beyond Insurance without Ugh. even knowing about the interview, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen their their nice new space too in um, why can't I Capstone? But it's uh, it's incredible. I, I personally haven't. Whereabouts in Capstone? Like right along the river, I think. Did you know where like the bicycle repair shop yeah. is and that along the, that back road? Or like, you know. Um, I do, yeah. 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 Okay. Like if you go past Troubled Monk and go around the bend, it's like right on there. So overlooking the, the river valley and everything too. So uh, really nice. And uh, hey, not only do they have an, a nice office, but they actually happen to do good work. So that's a nice little double whammy. I personally deal with Matt and Andy at Beyond and it was pretty nice to get my bill in the mail and for a, a renew and rates had gone like my my total price had gone down so i don't know how often that happens but they've saved me lots of money over the the time i've been with them and lundy i know you're not a big social media guy but uh, if you follow them on social social media they do a great job of uh, showing the inside of their office and kind of where they are and where they look out to so i feel like i've seen it but i haven't yeah i'll follow if they give me a follow back <laughs> yeah you that's a perfect transition. So thank you again uh, to Matt and Andy, of course, for supporting us. Uh, make sure I use Beyond Insurance as well. I love it. Uh, really informative. Even uh, this year got caught in that ridiculous hailstorm on the highway, got a cracked windshield, went to them for advice about it, and uh, it took about two minutes to figure out uh, what was my best course of action. Uh, so yeah, thank you to them as always. And now, because we do have a full summer to catch up on, we might as well get into shooting the breeze. Bang, bang. Follow that, Aaron. <laughs> Shooting the Breeze is brought to you by Corey Kloss of RBC Dominion Securities, helping families reach their wealth management goals since 2013 by creating a straightforward, clear path. If you have any questions about your current investments or need a plan to reach or maintain retirement, reach out to Corey and his team at RBC Dominion Securities today. Sounded a little dry, if you ask me, but uh, we will keep it. Moister than an oyster. <laughs> oh, no, this, <laughs> this podcast is canceled. To be fair, I heard that on like CBC radio, so. CBC should be canceled too. <laughs>
No, nah, that's fair. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm outvoted. That's fine. But uh, yeah, let's we'll talk about our summers because especially for Dustin, you have like four months of life to catch up on. Obviously, uh, let's start. You had a baby boy back in early June. I don't know, three, three, four months by the time this episode comes out. Uh, how's it going? Honestly, I think I can sum up my summer in about three sentences. We had a boy. One. We all got COVID. Two. We went to the Chubs. Three. Well, no, to be fair, like your, your family didn't come to the Chubs. You went to the Chubs. Yeah. It was, honestly, though, summer's been awesome. It's uh, after June, we didn't get much rain. It felt like it was a hot, hot summer. Like Lund says, I'm kind of on the, I'm kind of on your side when it, when you say that summer's not over until the snow flies. So yeah. spent a lot of time in the pool. It felt like the summer of Bryn, my daughter, uh, instead of the summer of Lund or Ted. It felt like we were doing stuff with her to the zoo all Perfect. over Alberta. Yeah. So awesome. Um, got a lot done. I'm on, still on paternity leave, so that's thrilling too. <laughs> I mean, so I it, maybe it's been the summer of me. I, I don't it know. It really has actually. Yeah. It's just been a different summer, right? Like I ended up golfing like a zillion times this summer. That's a summer of Ted. You had a lot of family time, newborn son. Can only assume and we'll turn off the mics if we have to, but I'm guessing that didn't suck. There's probably an awesome summer, just not what like 25-year-old Dustin used to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sure different though when you go from uh, zone coverage to, to man-to-man because <laughs> holy shit it is it is it oh that might be your best line yeah. in, the, in the, the entire podcast that's what's written on your palm yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh, ted no it, it he's been so much different than our daughter she was she was a fairly hard baby and i always said that when we were gonna have our second we like we we're due for an easy one and he's he's been a dream so far good sleeper fingers crossed everything stays the same but uh people say he looks just like me so he's pretty cute one of those things is true <laughs> actually he is cute and somehow looks like you at the same time i think i actually think your daughter looked a lot like you but that that's like a real life thing isn't it that babies usually look like their fathers because it's some sort of darwinism thing so you don't eat them yeah so i heard <laughs> oh i didn't hear that but i heard the babies look like their fathers so that the father doesn't leave yeah like i like that's honestly that i'm leave not making or, a joke leave or eat them it's probably yeah. i think it could be either or maybe like, maybe like in the animal kingdom it might be like that but in the human human world we're, we're animals too like it's legitimately like it's an evolution I mean, thing we're mammals yeah. but so we have who would have thought that we'd learn something on this podcast? But we, we just did. We have just made that up, but it no, sounds oh, like no. I saw it on, no, uh, that actually I saw it on Facebook. No, I know, it's got to be but true. But I'm not sure we're, we've got our facts quite right. You know what, though? It's the ingredient, the pieces are there. You go Google it and uh, get the for sure answer yeah. for yourself. But uh, Dustin, we'll go back to the Chubs in a second because, of course, something we have to talk about. I uh, want to revisit something, though, because Lund last episode had pushed away all his obligations pretty much. I know we had a really busy start to the summer, the springtime, whatever, May, June. Uh, I know it's Summer of Lund, maybe not exactly what you expected, but uh, what what can you report back about Summer of Lund? You know what? It was, a, it was a good summer. Maybe not so much the Summer of Lund, but the Summer of Lund helping out other people. We, we hosted a uh, surprise retirement party for my mom back at the end of June at, at my house. Happy retirement, Kelly. Yeah, she was absolutely thrilled and a very, very successful surprise party. We had about 30, 30 people packed into my house. We we set it up real good. My brother and his, his fiance at the time came down and they're like, oh, Kelly, we're going to take you out for a nice dinner for, uh, for your retirement. We're going to go pick up Ryan. And I told her I wasn't ready. So just come in and visit. And then that's when we surprised the heck out of her. 
How and did we, you convince her you weren't ready to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, 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 real tough, but she she bought it somehow. Was it a Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Saturday, Saturday afternoon and uh, speedo Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so we we had a nice uh, surprise party in the backyard. Uh, Memphis Blues. Uh, we got a couple of those plotters and. It fed about twenty people, no problem. And, and London Eye for another week. Yeah, yeah, we had lots of leftovers too. That those platters are huge. So shout out to Memphis Blues, fantastic food and, and lots of food. And uh, so that was, that was one of the things. And then my brother got married this summer uh, out in Fernie, so that was in August. And we, as part of his marriage, they actually threw him an engagement party in Vancouver uh, back in June, and then obviously the wedding in August. Uh, so I was the best man for that wedding. So a little bit of responsibility. I think I did okay. Didn't lose the rings. Didn't didn't nice. say anything stupid in my best man speech. Got a couple laughs, which is always nice. And uh, danced the night away. So, a really, really fun wedding. 31 degrees in in a all-black suit on top of a mountain. It was a little bit hot, but I survived. I sunscreened the shit out of my face. <laughs> did so it work? It did. I, oh, didn't, wow. I, I was actually surprised. I didn't get super sunburned. Yeah. And uh, so, obviously, those, those two things took up a, a lot of time this summer and didn't play as much golf as you, Ted, but I've been out a fair amount this, this last couple of months. And uh, really looking forward to the fall hockey and football season starting up. A couple of fantasy leagues going. So I, instead of summer line, I'm thinking I'm going to take a break, and it's going to be 2023 is going to be the year of Lund. I'm going to really focus on it, making every season the season of Lund. So that's my goal. I've got four, three and a half months to plan for it. <laughs> and you're going to plan for it December 28th. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's when I plan to lose weight too. Um, actually, that's not until March, but that's a different story. So I'm like, lots to look forward to. I just don't really want to waste everyone's time listing it. Just, just know that everything's going well, and I'm, I'm pretty happy. And uh, 2022, great year. 2023, going to be even a better year. So that's it. Wow. That was the Coles notes too. Yeah. But uh, you know what, Lund, I will tell you like summer of Ted, it's like, it's a feeling, right? It's like for you, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's been summer of Ted for almost five years now. <laughs> yeah. And all it, it means is like when it's like, oh, you know what? I could go golfing or I could sit on the couch and watch TV and do nothing. I'm going to go golfing or, hey, I got to full, you know, do this one chore. Well, I could do it tomorrow. I'm going to go golfing. That's all it is. So yeah, you can have summer of Lund anytime. Yeah. Summer, <laughs> summer Ted is just fuck chores. Let's yeah. golf. <laughs> yeah. But really, and man, even people like if wives are listening and they, whoa, why are you going out again with Ted? Well, it's summer of Ted. They have to go. It's a rule. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not your husband's fault. No. Ted, blame me. Them. I'll take the heat. I'm not married to you. I don't care. Ted's got broad <laughs> shoulders. He can handle you- it. This guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> that is Lund's. Did you did you find a new favorite catchphrase this summer though? If there's anything <laughs> that came out of this summer, is after a few Lund just loves looking at guys and going, "This guy gets it." I uh, I just love cheering people on. I just love people. I just I like bringing people up. I don't like putting people down. I like to bring them up to my level. Yeah. So you are an enabler. Yeah. yeah this guy. So are it. you? Yeah. But I'll be really quick. I'll sum up Summer of Ted. It was another great one. Golfed a lot. Uh, made it through my probation at my new job as well. Of course, like, we had, <laughs> All my, right. yeah, I had my boss at, you know, Peter Michaels and Patrick Bateman also on the last episode. But uh, awesome summer. I mean, you know, I really liked my old job, but uh, honestly feels great. Uh, this job is, uh, it, it's the one, right? When you feel like you're doing something you should be doing, it's been awesome. And uh, a lot of people I know that listen to this podcast either already do or started listening to 
to to the morning show too. So uh, seen the the support there as well. So just want to thank everyone for that. And uh, I don't know if I have really anything other anything else important to update from my summer. So I think the biggest part of my summer is that every time I had to cheers drinks with anybody, I said to the summer of Lund, oh. even at a baptism <laughs> in Toronto for a tiny baby, I was summer of Lund. Man, that baby, so. that baby was blessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So well, at least you had a summer of Lund. <laughs> see, see, like summer of Lund is a feeling too. It really is, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna extend to all of 2023. So yeah, just you, you told us about that. Buckle already. up, this guy gets it. <laughs> Andrew, I, uh, I can't wait for your three-word answer to how your summer was. We had, a, I already had a great birthday party though. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> It was pretty four words. words. It was pretty good. All right, good. Pass the mic I was back. counting syllables. I was wrong. <laughs> no, but really, I you know we'll we'll talk about obviously the real estate market a bit better. But we don't want to know about Andrew Russell, the realtor. We want to know about Andrew Russell, the husband, father, friend, and whatever the hell else you do. How was your summer, Gigolo? <laughs> he he wasn't around that much this summer. The market was really busy. So um, my summer was actually a massive disappointment. But um, I didn't get to play as much golf as I wanted to. Um, you win some, you lose some. It's going to be the fall and win. Winter of Andrew is what I've decided. Wow. Now. Okay. Okay. So I'll come over for a hot tub party. But you did honestly. We we had you over for a little small but fun birthday party. Everyone here was there, and like plus one more person. But uh, it was fun, and it's honestly it's been a while since I think I've celebrated anyone's like done anything for anyone's birthday. So it was actually kind of nice. And you ate all of our leftover snacks. So that was good. Including a gift that I had given to Lund that he re-gifted to me for my birthday. <laughs> so it got used. Yeah. It was, it was delicious. Hey, how many, yeah. many real kids will give s'more kits as a gift? That, that was, was awesome. a cool gift, gift, man. Like I was going to use it. It actually was delicious. So yeah. Hershey's cookies and cream on a s'more is like, like that blew my mind. Can't yeah. go wrong. Even better than the Reese's somehow. Yeah, it was. I only had much. marshmallows and graham crackers left after you gave that to me. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope all your other clients really appreciate that. And you ha- if you haven't, like dig in. You have you have two months left of potential bonfires. So bring out the s'more box. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe we'll wrap this up early enough. We'll go fire up the oh dear fire pit and have some s'mores. One last thing uh, to wrap up for shooting the breeze because we have to talk about it because it's a big part of our lives now. We talk about it all the time. Was again uh, probably the best Chubbs trip ever this year. Uh, we had lots of fun. Lund got lots of sleep one night. Yeah, one night I was great for sleep. Uh, no one here really had a sniff at the championship this year, though. Usually one of us in the last like two, three years, one of us has been in the, the top three or four and nothing this year. Yeah, I had my money on Lund this year and he was complete dog shit the last I, uh, I picked t- the wrong night to go to bed at 9.30. I did. I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get a good night's sleep on Friday night because I was pretty tired. And then Saturday night, I made up for it and stood up to like 4 a.m. and then woke up at 7 and was just a mess. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I had no shot. I had no business being in that tournament on Sunday. But I was there, so I golfed and uh, gave it a valiant effort for about three holes and then it just fell apart. So I, but to be fair, I did share the cart with the eventual champion. So I was basically his coach for the last 15 holes. So I deserve some credit in the championship trophy this year. I, I'll give you some and I'll also give credit to the, the guy who kissed him on the mouth for good luck. Dustin Moore. Oh, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> well, a huge shout out to uh, Len Schmidt, the, the 2022 Chubbs champion. As a rookie. Uh, yeah, he didn't know what he was. I think he kind of had an idea 
what he was getting into. But like to his credit, he did stay out every late party every hard. night. Like yeah. he didn't he didn't like uh, mail it in like some other past champions where you're in bed by like 10 p.m. every night. So it was a good it was a solid win, and he played fantastic all th- all three days. So uh, well deserved champion this year. But and we didn't even see it. like we went down to Whitefish, Montana. So lots of uh, lots of props to Dustin, who is the ringleader of this circus we call the Chubs. Uh, put a lot of work in. I think this is the third year we tried to go to Montana and finally could, and like worth the wait. Yeah, I think honestly, there's pro- like a lot of listeners right now have been on golf trips or you know gone away with friends, and when you get 28 guys together on a seven hour bus trip down to the states, crossing a border, uh, four days together in hotels, golfing, and then back across a border and home to your family's late Sunday night. For it to go as smooth as it went this year, and the uh, the amount of absolute awesome guys we had, like out of the 28, there was 28, and... Mm, I counted 26. Okay, well, uh, yeah, Lund, I guess. Yeah, I only counted as half. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, like the border was so smooth. Well, let's just back up. Let's talk about the border for a second. Which one? The, on the way there, we had, a, we had a binder. Kyle Pass, one of the golfers in the tournament, organized this very, very nice binder with all the passports, all the pictures, the vaccination status of everyone uh, in the binder. Very, very neat. And we thought, you know what? We'll just show up at the board, give him the binder. He'll look at it and be like, you guys are good to go. That is not how it happened. We showed up. The guy came on the bus, looked at the binder and he goes, no, you got to pull everything out. You got to give everyone's passport back to that person and they have to individually <laughs> give me their passports one by one. So we did all this prep work ahead of time. Or sorry, he did all his prep work ahead of time and it was all for naught. So when Dustin did so much work too ahead of time, like getting everyone's vax status and picture of their passport because they said, right, Dustin, you could just email it in. Then we get on the bus and this uh, super, super, you know what? He was a dickhead. He doesn't listen to the show. He just goes, you had to fax it. That email probably doesn't even work. Yeah. Well, excuse me, Mr. Fucking 1996. We don't have a fax machine. Like what? Oh. Anyway, it was a little slow. It wasn't even that bad at the border, but it was kind of like, and then he was giving out, well, this could have been a lot quicker. Like, yeah, it yeah. could have. Yeah. Did you see our binder? Why'd you bring this up? I had gotten over it, London. No, I, I was just saying, like for the people that are planning a trip, they got to be aware. Yeah. Wait, who the hell thought that 28 guys on a bus were going to get through with all their passports in a binder? Nothing says to me more as a border agent. We're trying to smuggle someone in here on a fake passport. <laughs> that is exactly what we thought is these yeah. idiots are too organized. They looked at us like, what, a, I was what wearing, the like, hell were you guys thinking? Hat. We were just you know trying what? to be... That's a good point. We yeah. were too organized. Yes. Yeah. Like, nothing says we're smuggling someone in with a fake passport. Like, don't actually look at anybody. Just look at this binder full of our documents. <laughs> To be fair, we couldn't have smuggled anyone in the States. We could have easily smuggled someone out of the States. They didn't even check the bus on the way out. Anybody can get into Canada was what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great selling point of Canada. Everyone's everyone's welcome. welcome. Just hop on a bus. But then, then on the, I'm surprised we got back across the border when you have, you know, we're all trying to get a, back into Canada. The guy's checking everything. We got three guys behind a big propane tank yarfing <laughs> at the border. No names. Yeah, no names. No, no. names. But I'm good. One name I'm going to mention is Stove Lund because when we're leaving the hotel and he's digging through his bag, his face is all flushed. Boys, I can't find my passport. Yeah. And we we didn't we probably looked for 15 20 minutes and find went on the bus and I kind of see the front of the seat balled up in the corner is a pair of shorts. And I thought there's no way. But I picked up the shorts and in it is 
the passport that we are looking for because Steve had to wear a gator suit the first day. So he yeah. changed out of his shorts, which had his passport in his pocket. Honestly, a little bit of a panic moment for about 15 minutes. And, uh, oh, I've never, I've never been so pleased a, to find someone else's dirty shorts on a bus floor before. <laughs> but what and it's a, happened more than once. What a like, what a roller coaster ride, eh? Like you go, you're drinking for three days, and then you you wake up in the morning, can't find your passport. You think, oh no, I'm going to be left at the border. I'm not going to be able to get home. And then all of a sudden, your buddy finds your passport in your old shorts. And then you can go home. Yeah. And then he went on to win shittiest at golf for the (laughs) second year in a row. But you know what? He did win a boatload of money, though, in our Calcutta. So I think you take that over. You know what? Kyle Pess is the one person who will never listen to this show, never see it on social media. That guy, I carded with him that day. What an absolute dog shit performance that was. He really battled your cousin for last place, but yeah. he also won a boatload of money. So, like, who cares? Are they the losers or the winners in this story? I feel like they're the winners if they win money. Like, at this yeah. at this level, it's all about money. Yeah. It's not about performance. Like, who are we kidding? Would you rather win a tournament or win I want that gold jacket. Oh, and see, if you win the tournament, though, you win some money. Yeah, if you have guts to bet on yourself, which... Everyone does. Everyone does, yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. But Cole's notes, hotels were awesome, golf was awesome, weather was awesome, group was awesome, raised a shit ton of money for charity thanks to Lund's Loser Pool, and which, keep in mind, we got a Wine Survivor event coming up uh, November 5th, so if you love wine and you love getting out, uh, it's at Tiffany's, uh, get in touch with uh, one of us, we'll get you signed up. We have some fun giveaways, I think we did a couple uh, real fun little wine giveaways at our last one that we haven't been able to do for two or three years, and it's a big fundraiser for us, for the Chubbs, to donate back to central alberta so thank lundy we got up to 6700 this year with helping out the pap um, without a wine survivor without a wine survivor so we're i think we're trying to get you know closer to that 12 13 14 15 thousand dollar mark for for charity and then we're off to phoenix next year well so. you know what Des? let's plug this wine survivor a little bit here so november he 5th just did. <laughs> november 5th he didn't tell anyone the date uh oh, yeah. let me let me let me work my magic ted november 5th tiffany's and one of the prizes is beer for a year and the other prize, obviously, if your wine survivor team wins, I think you end up with like your team ends up with over 100 bottles of wine. So uh, <laughs> my brother won that one year and on his team was like him and one other person. So they split like 50 bottles. Of I thought he each. just had his own, like he bought all six spots and he won like a hundred, like 150 so, bottles of wine. So he did, but I think he promised bottles of wine to, and he's like, oh yeah, Ryan, I'll give you six bottles of wine. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take this one. No, he's like, no, you can't have that one. I'll take this. <laughs> no, you can't have that one. So he gave me the six shittiest bottles of wine, but this year we're doing it different. It's only good bottles of wine. So there's not going to be any crap. It's all going to be minimum. Yeah, we're tw- buying the wine. It's yeah. minimum $20 bottles no more like six dollar bottles of wine so we're just doing it's 40 bucks 20 bucks for your entry 20 bucks towards wine we're getting a great deal on the wine as well so it's going to be really good wine and uh it is a good time we just i don't who who's going to MC it i think we get aaron to MC. yeah she doesn't have the microphone right now so she can't say no i'm not giving it to her either yeah. actually <laughs> actually no let's get andrew to MC. i think andrew would do a bang up job yeah. MC. welcome to wine survivor you lose good night <laughs> <laughs> Fucking in and out. Like, this think, guy gets it hey, on. Yeah. I think Andrew would do a hell of a job. MC Time is it. money, Ted. Yeah. I mean, people have got to be sick of us by now. Yeah. I don't want to hear any of us talk I'm anymore. in. I'll do it. Hey, so you heard it here cool. first, cool. except for... Are you really going to do it? I think you do a fantastic job. I'm I'm dead serious. What do you actually have to do? MC. <laughs> 
We'll take this offline. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm in. But yeah, so a How huge much does it pay? Zero. Oh, huge well. shout out to Tiffany's. You can't say no. You already said yes. And Sawback too, right? They, they've partnered a couple of times. The, the couple of times we've actually been able to do this wine survivor and doing the beer for a year as well. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, wow, we shot a lot of breezes there, but uh, good summer. Oh, this is what I, I did want to say before too. Dustin, just we're talking about the Chubbs raising money because we've come a long way from being just a degenerate golf trip. <laughs> yeah. What are we at? Forty thousand dollars i think we hit this year yeah over 45 wow so i mean that's it started out what did like the first time we did it we donated like 500 dollars somewhere yeah. just to so the wives look it's for charity and then everyone kind of thought well this is actually a really a nice part of it and people really got behind it a lot of people in the community so uh this is a very late addition to the glad game too i guess but uh pretty cool how the community has uh, jumped behind this chubbs tournament which is really when you think about it kind of stupid at its roots uh, and that's how seriously we take it but it's become something so awesome and I, a big reason why more than like, probably three quarters of the people i'm friends with in red deer is a direct result of the chubbs so dustin i'm glad for you and the chubbs so dustin quick question we've done the tournament for nine years how many different golfers have we had over that nine year period 68. That's pretty good. So 68 guys have raised over $45,000 for a weekend getaway once a year. So I don't even really, I'm, I'm extremely proud of that. Like that's, that's something, obviously we could just go golfing and, and that's it. But we choose to raise money. Obviously it's, it's a little selfish of us to make us feel better. At the same time, we're doing so much good with that money. The upside's way better. I think too, just it adds a couple more events a year for us to get together and have drinks with our friends. Really? You know, the wine survivor was a great idea off this hop and then we did it once and we thought okay let's make an event out of this and we did that and realized how much fun it could be when we're all out in public supporting some of the sponsors that support us for the chubs so i don't know it's the chubs to me is just it's become this huge thing that i never thought would happen when we did it the first year is with 12 of us and how many with how many people actually like when you hear the chubs and they're like oh you're part of the chubs and it's like oh fuck how the hell do you know yeah. about the chubs it, like it's really it's stretched funny. a long way yeah it's really funny when you talk to someone that hasn't heard about the chubs or the chubettes because they think you're just making fun of people's weight <laughs> and that's happened that's a couple times yeah the chubs. About the chubs which one which guy are they talking about it could be any of them yeah are you in the chubettes excuse me <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's uh, like like both the Chubbs Chubbettes, fantastic group of people, fantastic job raising money, and it's it's such a fun weekend. But it's so much more than that weekend. It's really it's really like three or four events throughout the year, and I'm I'm thrilled and I'm very proud to be a part of it. And I know we're gonna keep growing it year over year. And I know there's a huge wait list, and there's people, there's businesses that are on the wait list for us to to use that business, like Tiffany's, like Cilantro and Chai like Bo is like we support those businesses by having events there and we do such a good job raising the money I can't wait to see what the next 10 years brings because the first sorry the next nine years brings because the first nine years have been absolutely incredible but now as we cheers the chubs we also say our once an episode cheers to Doortender, who once again delivered so that we can enjoy a few beverages in Lund's basement tonight, just like the old days. I think by now everyone knows the spiel. It's free delivery, great rewards, great people. Download the app, go to doortender.ca and whatnot. I think what we really need to cheers to is uh, over the summer, they had a really monumental occasion mm-hmm. because they launched in Edmonton, now running in Edmonton, which is uh, last time I checked a little bit bigger than Red Deer. So I think a, a big undertaking, but that's huge. So 
congratulations to everyone at Doortender. Uh, it's been really fun, you know, being partners with them since this podcast started and was, you know, their early days as well. And watching them grow, uh, pretty incredible for them to to be in Edmonton. I mean, less than three years, I think, operational in Red Deer, and to be able to to make that jump is awesome. Another great social media. And I uh, saw it the other day, Troy Claus was spinning the door tender sign on on, yeah. <laughs> on a main road in Edmonton. I thought it was pretty awesome and, and pretty cool to see that the owners of door tender are actually spinning signs in Edmonton to get it going. So Yeah. And if you haven't, haven't listened to every episode, you're kind of maybe a late joiner, go back and listen to episode seven with Troy because uh, they have a, just a really cool origin story there. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in Edmonton, you don't need to make a trip to the liquor store anymore. Uh, just dial up well not dial up again back in the fax machine days but uh doortender.ca or the doortender app uh two different places now and we end up in edmonton every now and then so it's pretty cool knowing we can support them there too like what a rise to fame that company's had in such a short amount of time i'd like to take some credit for that not me personally but the podcast our code has probably brought them tens of dollars of business yes yes like at least (laughs) Maybe maybe 20s. I don't know. They are such a good group of guys too and <laughs> they get it. Those guys get it. Like it's such a simple... Bi- like it's like the Ubers, the Airbnb. It's like one of those business models. Like why wasn't this thought of before? Alcohol yeah. delivery. Like, sorry, liquor store delivery. Yeah, of course. It just makes so much sense. Like I could have made a million bucks if I would have thought of this five years ago. They're probably well on their way to a million bucks. And Ask I hope them. they and I hope they share some of that with us. No pressure, Troy and the gang over at Door Tenor, but <laughs> just like twenty percent would be nice. Two hundred K. You heard it here first. We want two hundred K. And we're coming for it. We're you. coming for it. All right. Well, and now into uh I don't know what this segment is anymore. I guess we'll just keep calling it the Andrew Russell Market Minute, even though it's many, many minutes. But uh, Andrew, take it away. Obviously, the last two months uh, since we last did a a recording, a lot has probably changed in the the housing market. Yeah, the market's changed quite a bit. Um, Interest rates have obviously gone up substantially. Uh, I don't remember when the last one of these we did was, but I believe the rates have now gone up 1.75% since July, uh, which is a pretty substantial increase. And so that is having an impact on the market. It is obviously cooling things down, which was the intent. Federal government's trying to get inflation uh, under control. It is still quite high. So uh, the forecast right now is that they're actually going to be another increase in October. Uh, There's a meeting at the end of October with the Bank of Canada. And then there's the final meeting of the year uh, in December. And so hypothetically, we could see two more increases still. Um, We don't know for sure until we see kind of where inflation numbers are at in October when they make a decision on that. But uh, it has definitely had an impact on the market. Uh, One of the biggest changes is just we don't have the influx of buyers coming in from Ontario and BC suddenly because their property values have dropped uh, massively. Uh, And so a lot of them are just hanging tight. They don't obviously want to sell at the bottom or what they hope is the bottom of the market. So the market is actually still good in Alberta. Alberta is going to weather this way better than every other province because our economy uh, is in good shape. Uh, There's lots of talk about recession next year. And if that ends up being the case, uh, which it's looking like it will, I do think Alberta is going to come out of that uh, way stronger than everyone else. I don't think we're going to see nearly the the impact that the other provinces are going to see. Um, one important piece you have to remember there is that our markets did not go up at the rates that Ontario and, and BC uh, rates went up. Some of those
those markets are up three, four, five hundred percent. Whereas Alberta, we didn't see any of that. And so we are still the cheapest housing in the country. Uh, Alberta is still the cheapest province to live in. There's still lots of positives going on out there. And I do think that we should stay kind of around that balanced market, uh, but it's not where it was three, four months ago when everything was selling in a day and we were seeing multiple offers and, and all of that. So still lots of good market. It's actually, it's a great time to buy, uh, especially if you've got a rate on hold. Uh, if you don't have a rate on hold and you're thinking about buying, go speak to a broker or a bank hold a rate uh, and try to get in before the rates go up uh, in the next couple of months. We haven't seen a huge change in fixed rates. Fixed rates are still kind of that for, well, so it's hard to say where they'll be uh, once this actually gets released. But right now, there's still rates uh, for five-year fixed uh, insured mortgages at uh, around 4.6%. I suspect we're going to see rates in the four and a half to five and a half, maybe 6%. Uh, hard to say at this point, but uh, that's just going to be the new norm moving forward. So just people are just going to have to get used to that. Wow. Even I could follow that. Good work. This Market Minute was brought to you by Andrew Russell and & Associates with REMAX Real Estate Central Alberta, the official realtor of the Oh Dear podcast. For more information on the team and the services they provide, visit andrewrussell.ca. This guy gets it. <laughs> I think we got another home run. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, and keep that voice moist, Aaron, because uh, we're going to keep things moving and head into Deer Call. Deer Call is brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, home of the Caesars that eat like a meal. Stop in at either location in Red Deer or Lacombe for the Burger of the Month and support a great cause, with $2 from every burger sold going back to the local guest chef's charity of choice. Cilantro and Chive, your favorite new destination to meet with family and friends for food, drink, conversations, and fun. Can I just say one thing about Cilantro before we get right into this? You, you, you will say it. Quickly. Riley and his team at Cilantro, this this podcast probably come out in October, but he had two <laughs> he had two he had two uh students as the guest chef in uh September, which how cool is that? The back to school theme and had uh two students create their their dream burger and and also they did like a, a ten day burger where they featured five new burgers. And if you haven't gone, well I <laughs> like don't go because they're not there anymore because Ted's so fucking slow at editing. But Well, wait, wait, what month was this though that they had? It was it in it's August? right it's happening right now. Okay, so you might you might if it's still September go and Dustin's very fair to say you might not but then October will be another great yeah well, fair yeah and just go like you could if you really want to you can just donate to the charity of choice without having a burger which yeah. is not as fun but and if you just like burgers go there and have a burger yeah I still can't believe they stole your idea to put a burger on a Caesar oh <laughs> god like another million dollar idea can you imagine being in like stole international magazines me. for an idea like that and uh. then have someone like Ryan Lund tell you the first time he meets you have you ever thought about putting like a burger on a Caesar? Man, that's... <laughs> and Lee looks at you like, is this guy for real? <laughs> after after the suggestions he made for our burger of the month. But anyways, it was an honest yeah. mistake. Yeah, you digress. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you didn't know it existed, it is a good idea. It was a fantastic yeah. idea. But anyways, uh, thanks again, Cilantro and Chive. They're providing two uh, $25 gift cards to give away to two random listeners who answer our Dear Call question on social media. And this time, Dustin had the idea of this one. Uh, I think we all have been to 
to a couple concerts in the last couple months. Bose is absolutely jam-packed with shows. Uh, so he said, what's the best concert you've ever seen? So obviously, lots of answers. Not all of them could make the cut because I didn't, either didn't know who the hell you were talking about or there was just so many. So we apologize if you're not on here, but here's one of them. We're going to start off because Kayleen, who ended up being one of our winners in the draw, she even said, I'm going to take crap for this, but Nickelback puts on a great show and I do not doubt that. Uh, again, and that's one of those ones, even if you don't like a band, sometimes you go to their concert and it ends up being really good and that's probably one of them. Man, Nickelback gets a bad rap and I don't I don't, I don't really understand oh, why. 90% of the people who say they hate Nickelback are lying. Yeah, like, like I think I've jumped on that bandwagon before too because like a lot of their songs do sound alike, but there's so many good songs that they have. So, I'm a big Nickelback fan and I'm not afraid to admit it. So, we played hockey in Hannah this year, which is where Nickelback is from. The entire arena is coated with hand-painted Nickelback posters of like all their album covers. And so, naturally, we played Nickelback when we were in Hannah because you have to. Like you played against them or you played... (laughs) Because both are pretty... Well, one's way cooler than the other. Yeah, my nine-year-old kicked the shit out of Chad Kroger. (laughs) Yeah, he would. Yeah, (laughs) Probably makes the same play every time. (laughs) Nickelback Nickelback was just cool to hate for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Chad Kroger with short hair. He can get it. Yeah. That guy can get it. <laughs> he probably does get yeah. it. Yeah. Get what, Aaron? Uh, and speaking of, so Dustin actually, Dustin's dad said Bon Jovi and we're golfing with him yesterday and was telling us he bought a bunch of tickets to go see them. It was at Vegas. Buddies didn't want to go. And again, just go to, if you go to a concert because you never know, I don't know how you'd think Bon Jovi wouldn't be good, but uh, I imagine they put on a pretty good show or Commonwealth, I don't know, a couple of years ago, but I'm actually, I am surprised Graham likes Bon Bon Jovi because I've golfed with him and his music is shit. He likes the slowest songs like lay you down on a bed of roses. <laughs> you could have just said the name of the song. All right, moving on before we have to go through that again. Here's a couple of out there ones. Marissa said Slipknot. I'm afraid we've lost Marissa to a tough crowd. Slip Slipknot's the really heavy, heavy metal. Yeah, they got like the weird masks and stuff, but they're not Kiss. Oh, I don't know if I can picture Slipknot. I I know the name, but probably if you're into that, good show. Marissa probably a lot tougher than the rest of us because I don't think we do very well there. Casey, our other winner, she said the gruesome twosome. I don't know if that's an official name or just what she said, but to Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie, which is an interesting pairing, two different eras. Uh, I guess kind of in their own eras, the same type of thing. But I uh, can imagine again, uh, interesting concert, interesting crowd. Rob Zombie wins for most uh, songs on. Video games, I think, too. Really? Oh, I wouldn't even know that, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, Laura also said Alice Cooper, and then we'll move into a little whole different genre. This is one guy I've seen, I think, eight times. The reason I like country music, Jennifer said Keith Urban, who uh, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know if any of you have seen him. That guy can freaking play the guitar, though, and he can get it. <laughs> oh, you, Lund, you allergic to talking about handsome men? <laughs> no, no, I appreciate handsome men. I, oh, just- I appreciate you, too. I just had to sneeze. Everybody sneezes. But uh, yeah, Keith Urban, I think he only owns like one black shirt, which I guess I can't talk because I wear a lot of black shirts. But uh, you guys never seen Keith Urban. I love Keith Urban. Never seen him though. Maddie and Claire both said Eric Church, which is someone I've ever seen. He's kind of like funk country though, right? I've kind of fallen off the country map, but. A couple of girlfriends of mine, I think they just follow Eric Church around the continent. They're at a 
every concert he does so apparently he puts on a great show i've seen him twice and i don't know about you guys i i like country but i dig a guy who can play country on stage acoustics or like with a either a front or a backwards ball cap i dig that so you like all of country music right now basically i don't know about about now what about sideways oh i don't know but like rodney atkins and eric church were kind of like the trailblazers on that so you like basically any country music as long as they're not wearing a cowboy hat Here's one. This is probably the most, one of the most obvious ones uh, and the most answered one. Shani, Travis, Rachel, Leah, Dana, Julie, Miranda, Chelsea all said Garth Brooks. And then Amy said Garth Brooks in Vegas, which I can only assume is even better. I've seen Garth Brooks once, not the most recent time he was here. I know Aaron, you just did, but it's, yeah, it's a given. Like he actually revolutionized, I don't know about the concert in general, but definitely the country music concert. And he's a, he's kind of a, he's a hefty guy too. Like he goes hard. That guy Lund gets it and sweats it. God damn, would he just throw a sweat in the crowd? You were, at, I think you were at the same, same show as me at Stampede. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean he throws it in the crowd? Like, like he, he just wipes his fo- He goes so hard. Yeah. He's such an entertainer that he he was sweating so bad he would take his cowboy hat off. And like we were a fair distance away from the stage. But you could see him wipe his forehead and just throw it in the crowd. And all of, I'm sure everyone was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, licking their chops and yeah. all his sweat. And then if I do it, I throw my shirt, sweaty shirt in the crowd. I'm not allowed to the YMCA anymore. <laughs> Double standards, man. Yeah. More in the country. This is kind of country and not depends on when you saw her. But Nina, Megan, Heidi, and Kelsey all said Taylor Swift. And Dustin, your sister Kelsey has seen Taylor Swift eight times. Yeah, they go whenever. I saw Taylor Swift open. For Roscoe Flats? No, nope, oh. for Brad Paisley. Oh, yeah. So I was supposed to go to that show and missed it, but I saw her open for Roscoe Flats back when she was still country. The concert, I don't know. I can imagine her concerts might actually be a little better now that she's kind of done the pop thing and a little more energetic. But my goodness, still like throw on teardrops on my guitar at Tim McGraw. Lund, you thought you saw me cry when you gave me that Christmas gift. My goodness. Yeah, I can't wait to see you cry again. <laughs> and I'll play that song next time. Next time I give you a good present, <laughs> I'll play that song. Congratulations on puberty, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Speaking of puberty, what a great segue. Haley said One Direction. Is Haley going through puberty? No. <laughs> but I could... Okay, that was okay. That was not as good a segue as I thought, but One Direction did right before our eyes. Oh, well, yeah. But uh, so I can so, imagine it was a good show too. They're, they're not together anymore. Is long. Harry the only one that made it out of that band? Harry Styles? More or less, yeah. Like I'm that he was in the One Direction, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like an in sync thing. Like, yeah. so you see the JT of One yeah. Direction. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. done their own thing. They're successful, very in their successful own way, in their own but right. There's only but, one star. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't the Niles. Niles? He is one of them. Oh, I he's he's a star, brother. isn't he? And Ish. I know Zane like had a little like Zane had pillow talk or whatever, right? Obviously doing well enough that we're talking about them, but yeah. I, I will say <laughs> they're oh, so I lucky we're talking about them on our yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they know yeah. they've made but it. I actually, Matt, I really like Harry Styles' music. I don't know what there is to be said about him as an actor. Or, you know, he's maybe a little too moist. Did you guys see him spit, on, spit on, Chris on Chris Pine? Oh my god! Oh, we don't hey, we don't want to spread rumors on this podcast yeah. because again, like. He might Chris Pine but might listen to this. He hugged a loogie on Chris Pine. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. 
I have to imagine One Direction, though, actually a pretty good show if you like the music. Same thing, you know, kind of like a, a band we'll talk about at the end that Aaron and I just saw like two weeks ago. But uh, Michelle Haley, I just put and others. I guess I got tired of writing them out uh, 10 minutes before we recorded, but said ACDC. So back again into the older bands. Uh, I haven't actually seen them. I've seen a lot of uh, classic rock bands, but I'm guessing again, another really good one. So a quick question that uh, show they put on in Edmonton two, three, four years ago when they were playing Thunderstruck outside when there was a literal storm going on. Was that the best concert of all time? I feel like it's up Were there. you at it or do you just know about... Because I, I don't think any of us were at it, so it's hard to say. No, I wasn't there, but obviously I, cool. I saw... I mean, you're playing Thunderstruck and there's a lightning storm going on at the same time. I mean, that's pretty tough to top. Well, if you watch Keith Urban acoustically play Raining on Sunday in Nashville as the sun is setting... On Sunday? I think it was a Sunday. Whoa! Yeah. yeah, I know. I like the lightning storm better. Yeah. But but anyways, those moments, though, are exactly why you should go I know watch why. live music. I know. It's, it's like I'm not a big music guy, but... And so, like ticket prices for concerts get yes. more and more expensive. So, I don't know. Like, I'd rather way go to a much more intimate setting like a bar or like Bose for sure. Yeah. A couple and that's hundred why people. When, especially when you like those indie bands and yeah. stuff, right? It's awesome because tickets are usually like 20 bucks to their show and it's intimate. And then they kind of... Sometimes they get bigger. It's more expensive. But you always get to be one of those people that say, I saw them in a bar. Yeah. They played for 100 people. Like before that they got huge, yeah. I was there first. I knew. Speaking of, I don't know how much this would have cost, but uh, I found from doing this deer call too that a lot of uh, big acts have come to Red Deer. Caleb said Rush in Red Deer is his favorite show. But you have to imagine like if it was probably at the Centrium for Rush, that's like a pretty small-ish venue and, and probably still pretty intimate. And I have seen Rush. Uh, and of course, you just go to watch Neil Pert play the drums for like 70 minutes nonstop. So uh, pretty good show. A lot of people aren't into Rush, but uh, I would assume a good show. And another one, I didn't know this too, like Elton John apparently came to Red Deer. I don't know when. If you guys knew, it was obviously long before I lived here, but uh, a couple people said Elton John in Red Deer. So I don't know about that either. I would go to an Elton John show. Of course. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. You never know who comes through. We'll have to look it it up. Uh, Andrew, you're not on the mic right now. Look it up to see if if, uh, Elton John ever came to Red Deer. That was one concert and I was supposed to go to and I can't remember why I bailed, but I still regret it to this day because my friends too, they were walking through the concourse at the Saddle Dome. You know, people like random concert promoters and stuff, they just randomly gave like, hey, you guys, you get to sit in the front row. So I got spent the whole night getting pictures and videos of front row Elton John. Really stupid. Okay, we have confirmation. Uh, Elton John, it looks like, played the Centrium. 6,600 tickets sold out in less than half an hour. Played the Centrium in 2012. So only 10 10 years years ago. ago. Wow. Wow. He was pretty big back then. Yeah. I mean, he's still pretty big today. I mean, he's been pretty big for like 30 years. Well, more than that. 33 years. Like 50. He's 70s. He was 70s, yeah. Yeah, I don't know his life story. Yeah, anyways... Uh, Darcy said uh, the just rolled through Edmonton like last weekend the stadium tour with Motley Crue Def Leppard and Poison which uh, man I love Motley Crue don't think I'd care to see them live now but I saw Def Leppard and Poison a couple years ago and one of my favorite shows too all three of those bands are together at one place yes oh wow that's yeah, cool. at, uh, yeah, Commonwealth that. last uh, the Sunday of September long weekend 
pretty big tour, so I can imagine why that would be your favorite. Uh, Logan said Metallica, and so did Emily said Metallica in LA. I think going, like, we'll talk about it too, going somewhere to see a concert uh, can be even more fun. Didn't Metallica play a live show at a prison? Was that them? I'm sure it's probably a lot of their fans that downloaded them on Napster that got to see them in prison <laughs> that they all sued, so... <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your beef with Napster, man? Yeah, nothing. I was more of a line. No, it's nothing with that. It was Metallica like sued all their fans. Oh. Haven't you heard the like Enter Napster, the Weird Al um, parody of that? It's all about how like they they sued their own fans for downloading their music on Napster. Weird Al, there's a dream concert I would love to go to. Yeah. I went to him in Red Deer. Uh, so I just googled it. Metallica played a ten song set at the legendary San Quentin Prison. Yes, nice. that's right. But uh, here's a cool story about traveling to go see a band. I've never heard of Harley Poe. I don't know if any of you have, but Mike said Harley Poe in Chicago. More for the whole experience of driving thirty hours straight with three other friends to explore downtown Chicago the next day, go to the concert for a $10 cover, then a Cubs game the next day before driving 30 hours back. I get it. Like, if you love a band that much yeah. or a sports team, like, you're, you're going to make the trip and why not get two for one? Yeah. Well, and so, Brandon had a, kind of a similar story. He saw Pink Floyd in Toronto in 1994, hitchhiked from Edmonton to well, go see them. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever hitchhike in my life. No. You could, though, in 94. <laughs> you can't now. A lot of more, a lot more murders now. Like, what? What's the difference? I don't even know if I have an answer to that. I just know it's there more was. It was just more common. It's a, yeah. it's illegal. It's illegal too, right? Like there were to, more. Yeah, but you still get picked up. Yeah. Now. There were more serial killers active in the eighties and nineties, so your chances of being murdered by a serial killer technically would have been higher. But you didn't know the dangers because we didn't have the internet yeah. yet. So. Of course, wow. you would know that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so now we can get into a little the last couple ones. Uh, this is probably my second favorite concert I've ever seen. Seen them close to 10 times probably. Now, Liesl said Arkells, great Canadian band. But now they're like, they're, which is awesome for them. They're playing like the Saddle Dome and Rogers Place now. And I am, I'm going to be a snob. Like I remember seeing them at the bar at Sate for like 15 bucks playing for 300 people. And incredible. But uh, I don't know if any of you have actually seen them live. But like their energy is unmatched by any of the biggest bands you've ever seen. I've never seen them live, but I, I do like a lot of their songs. So I, they're on my list for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think end of October. So if this podcast comes out before the end of October, uh, you could go see them as well. And yeah, even at the Saddle Dome, like just their stage presence is unbelievable. Even if you're not a big fan, go see it. Now, here's something we can relate to. Paul, our good friend, Paul, who is, I found out, the president of the Red Deer Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I think yeah. you knew this too, Lon. Yeah, I know. He's that's, a, a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, no, they I got gave business me a, cards. Yeah, he gave me his yeah. business card. And Anyways. Yeah. Paul said the Spice Girls cover band at Bose, which was wannabe a Spice Girls tribute, and they're yeah. coming back October 21st. Yes. We're all going. Yep. And so we yes. can relate to that one. Dustin, you missed that show, and we talked about it last episode. Man, that was a lot of and fun. And you don't want to miss the next one. Dustin. No. I got tickets. Yeah. Good. I paid for them. Good. You, you won't regret it. No. It's and, amazing. And you know what's funny is when we had Peter and Patrick on the last show, we were talking about that, and they already, like two days later, that concert was announced. So they 
were sitting there, they kept a straight they face. Knew. They knew that because the, they're the road, the stage is uh, one of the presenters of that concert. So they knew it was coming yeah. and we just brought it up randomly and they are uh, good poker faces. Couple of bullshit artists, those two. Yeah. Um, and the last one here, Joe said, toss up between Shania Twain. Oh. Have any of you... S- Party for two? Yeah. Oh. I just wanted there's great documentary on her on Netflix, by the way. Has anyone seen her live, though? Nope. I've only seen, like, Super Bowl, where she lip-synced, so that doesn't even count. Uh, she said, or Backstreet Boys, which Brie also said Backstreet Boys. Aaron, a few of us just went to this concert. You're the only person in the world who could overthink a Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys concert. Aaron, how moist? <laughs> so... Spent more time staring at saying that my beer can was too small in my hand. Yeah, your hands were very large that night. Um, Swollen. (laughs) (laughs) We were sitting up very high. I, a huge Backstreet Boys fan, Mm -hmm. wrote my own Backstreet Boys fan fiction, longhand, big fan. (laughs) Let me make that very clear. I went to see them in like grade six, one of the highlight of my life at the time. Mm So I was very excited for this concert. And to be fair, they put on an excellent concert. I went into it with a little bit too, um, like with my adult eyes on. So I really saw how the sausage was made. And I I felt <laughs> like instead of them being amped to be on stage and just happening to be very like sexy, it was very performative. Like they'd be like, I'm handsome. Wait for cheers and then like it was just a little performative kevin one of my favorite backstreet boys looked like a civil war general who also happened to be a vampire but only drank green juice he did like to be fair he had like the ponytail but also then the rest of his hair was like long and shoulder length but like a half like a, pony. yeah it was i just very, really and, like, got a civil war coat on quite yeah. literally it, to be fair it's a very fair assessment but also just go watch the back i know and, i got and, a relax. little bit into the weeds of what they were wearing and plural yeah. sounds like you got a little bit into the weed <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It was a fantastic night with some of my favorite people watching one of my favorite groups. And I did really enjoy it. Just, yeah, I, I looked I looked a little too hard at what was happening. Yeah. and But they honestly, you guys, I, next time I'm just going to make you guys come because it is so much fun. They're like professional wrestlers now, like what they put their bodies through just for a concert. But uh, a lot of fun if you don't overthink it, at least. But uh, not... One of my favorite concerts, but not actually the best concert I've ever seen. Uh, if any of you have seen this band, you'll probably agree with me, but hands down, Foo Fighters. Yes. Best show I've ever seen. Both times I've seen them. I know, Andrew, you and Dustin both inexplicably comment on these when you know you're going to get to say it on the show, but I saw them. The last time they were here was when he had the broken foot and just sat on it like his throne and jammed. And he is, I think Dave Grohl is one of the most talented guys in history too, and just like such a great stage presence. Uh, so both times saw it and unfortunately uh, you know in a week or so here supposed to see them in Edmonton but obviously geez, yeah one of the most tragic deaths in, in music in a long time too but yeah Andrew I'm, I'm guessing best show you've ever seen hands down so uh, it was the very last show I saw them in Calgary it was the very last show of their tour and you could tell they were they were tired Dave still put a hell of a show on but like his him in that rock throne was the coolest thing I think I've ever seen you just don't think somebody could give her that hard sitting down and Lund could man <laughs> it was so impressive 
And then he actually, like, there was there was parts of the show where he got out of the throne and he had someone actually help kind of walk him to the front of the stage. He played times like these acoustic. The man is just, like, he is a god among, like, rock royalty. He's by far, hands down, my favorite artist of all time. Nobody touches it. The way they kind of doctored that whole thing up and then if you actually watch um i can't remember if it's in his book it is in his book tells the whole story about when he broke his leg and fell off the stage and how it like this doctor came out of the crowd basically and held his leg in place while he finished yeah. the show i think the bone completely separated when he he fell off the stage and broke his leg and he finished the show well, he like snapped his leg yeah it was yeah it was bad so i just saw a clip of the <laughs> the weekend the other night and he canceled his show because his voice was a little hoarse. And I'm hearing how Dave yes. Grohl has a broken leg being held together by some random doctor. And he finishes his entire yeah. show. And The weekend is canceling his entire show because his voice is a little bit sore. little hoarse, yeah. little hoarse. Music has like, changed, man. Like completely different. Yeah. Even Dave Brian is- from the Backstreet Boys, a guy who hasn't been able to sing for like 10 years. He still goes out and does the best he can. Fucking but yeah. Crushes it. Dave, like the Foo Fighter, I think they're the last true like rock band right where like you actually know the other members of the band and just that that vibe from you know however many decades of rock and uh hands down best concert i think we have to talk about too the tribute concert that just happened for taylor hawkins you want to talk about the power of live music have you seen anything better than taylor hawkins 16 year old son going up drumming to my hero but then when he does a drum solo at the end go and watch dave Grohl look at Taylor Hawkins' son. That is oh, goose pimples. Like like while he's doing his solo? Yeah, like just like this big grin and like it's like the most heartbreaking, amazing, like inspirational moment in, in mu- one of the biggest in music history, I actually think. Yeah, just you even saying that like gives me goosebumps. Like it was, yeah, that was absolutely nuts. The whole thing, um, Taylor was not that old. Um, and, you know, the, the, and Dave tells the story in his book actually about how, because uh, they had a couple drummers before Taylor. Um, he was with Alanis Morissette. That's right. Yeah. Taylor came in with Alanis Morissette. And so um, to sit and audition for probably still the best drummer in the world, Dave Grohl. Yeah. And just to be able to kind of follow in that guy's footsteps and and drum for, like I said, the best drummer in the world, like that's a pretty daunting task. And just the chemistry that whole band had is just incredible. It's uh, really tragic. But again, like, man, you think back to and even watching the tribute concert, does a band have, like a rock band have more bangers than the Foo Fighters? Well, uh, they're, they're my favorite band. I'm not a big yeah. band guy. And like for the last like 15 years, they've probably been my favorite band. Before we go on and on, D- Dustin, you want to follow that somehow with your favorite concert? Prozac. You know I just, you know, like was, not, not my... one of the first concerts I've ever seen so, with Soul Decision. Yeah. And Soul Decision came out to my dad's suite. Oh my... <laughs> God. And let me tell you, that was sweet. <laughs> At that time, they were just cartoons. You want to talk about peeking behind the curtain there? And I saw them at Bose a couple years ago. And ironically, the, the singer was the most depressed looking guy I've ever seen. <laughs> just stood there, sang his songs, maybe lip synced, I don't know, and went home. And it wasn't my favorite concert, obviously, but it was like one of my first with Amanda Marshall. Weird Al was a good one. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big, I'm like Lund, I'm not a big concert goer. If I get tickets, I'll go watch like Eric Church or Paisley, like But Garth how good Brooks. is Jake Owen and Phoenix? Oh, right? J- yeah. So, so Foo Fighters, I think, are my favorite band. So, I am I know I'm jumping on the bandwagon here, but favorite concert, I really haven't been to very many concerts. So, I, Spice I Girls tribute. <laughs> Spice Girls tribute. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I just want to say that every time I've gone to see Blue Rodeo, I've really thought they put on a great show. Yes. Can yeah. you? Classic. I, th- I think I've heard Blue Rodeo before. Can you sing me a little tidbit? I could not and I will not. Dustin will. 
I'm not a singer, so I can't. Give me a song. Try. Five Days in May. There was the five days in May. That is not it. One was my birthday. (laughs) All right. No. No, uh, Blue Rodeo always puts on a great show. All right. Well, we'll see how long. That was a great deer call, honestly. It might be a little long, but who cares? We enjoyed talking about it. We could do what the hell we want. It's our podcast. So thank you, everyone, who answered. And I apologize if we actually said your answer and cut it because the rest of us talk too long. But uh, you know what? Start your own podcast and you can cut whatever answer I give you. All right. Well, now we're getting to the end. Let's hustle this along. We are going to go into the Oh Deer Showdown. The Oh Deer Showdown is brought to you by Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works, family owned and operated in Red Deer for over 15 years. Offering full service for all makes and models and mention you heard Mike on the Oh Deer podcast for 10% off your next service. Learn more at aemw.com and aamwrd. Dot com and follow them on social media. Hopefully that deal's still good. We didn't even check, but uh, you know what? Only one way to find out. So hey, the customer is always right. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're into now round four of the Odeer showdown. Still not a hundred percent sure what the punishments are. Not like it matters because we're all so backed up on some of the punishments we have to do. But nonetheless, Walsh is getting a zero points tonight. A zero points. Getting zero points for not being here. Um, but him and I are tied at the top with six points each. Dustin, despite missing an episode and getting zero points, has five. And Lund, despite being at every episode, is at three points. So again, Lund, a win here, though, ties you for first place. That's pretty good. Sounds pretty good The worst to me. anyone here can do is one point tonight. All right. So tonight's game, I'm keeping the theme going from Deer Call and going with some music trivia. So these are obscure, weird facts that... That I googled today. A lot of them. You okay, Lund? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, probably not. But it's more moist. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be fill in the blank. Two points if you get the correct answer. But at Andrew and I's discretion, if nobody gets the correct answer, the answer we deem best or funniest will get a point. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some strategy. So there is a right answer, but if you don't have the right answer, then put a funny yeah. answer. Yes. Okay. Like how t- you both drew a blank for yourself on your <laughs> board. <laughs> this is where I need to fill in the blank. This is a reminder of what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Approximately 12% of all of Mozart's letters to his friends and associates had at least one reference to this. I've also not fact-checked any of these, so um, we'll find out if they're right or not. Somebody can write in. I'll go for... uh, I have no idea. I have to assume because so many songs mention her. I said Uma Thurman. (laughs) No. I said his most famous painting, the Mona Lisa. His his most famous painting? You think Mozart painted the Mona Lisa? <laughs> I like it. Not correct. I said bitches. Oh, I was going to say that. Close. The answer is poop. Oh. He was very scatological. In fact, some of the lyrics to his music also talk about poop. I'm a scat man. (laughs) (laughs) But who had the funniest answer? I mean, Dustin. Yeah. Back in the day, the Beastie Boys were known to put in a possibly optimistic request for rainbow colored what? 
while on tour. You're so lame. (laughs) You're losing this game tonight. This was an actual stab at it. Maybe I don't know if the optimist part or optics, whatever. I said rainbow colored glasses. Mm, No. I thought I I was going for it tonight too. Skittles. They already come rainbow colored. Yeah, that's why I didn't see Skittles. Incorrect. I said suspenders. That was that. I had that answer and I erased it. I'm not kidding. The answer is condoms. Oh. <laughs> Dumbest answer, Dustin wins. Maybe no. I don't know if any of those were really that funny. No, but I liked ooh, glasses or suspenders. Let's give it to Lundy. Yeah. Like yeah. Suspenders. yeah. Oh, I could have tied for Lundy. that point. In 1996, Ringo Starr went to Japan to take part in an ad for a brand of food product. What does Ringo mean in Japanese and what was the food product? All right, I'll go first here. Uh, So I think Ringo means love in Japanese. And I think he was pumping some sort of cereal. (laughs) I do love love and cereal go hand in hand. Not correct, but I like it. I'm pretty sure Ringo means broth. And itchy ban. I hope you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How to spell itchy ban. I'm guessing the food is rice, and everyone knows Ringo means the worst beetle. <laughs> okay. Well, you're all very wrong. Oh. Uh, I'm, am I that wrong? You're, well, uh, Ringo means apple, so he promoted applesauce. Oh, oh damn it! You know they're tied together. I'm going to give a point to Ted. He might be the worst beetle. Might be. Yeah. All right. So it's one, one, one. Tight match. Have you been picking up your microphone at all? (laughs) It's a tight match. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In 2004, Johnny Cash's people were approached by an ad agency to ask permission to use his song Ring of Fire in a commercial for what medication? I know this. I know what you're going to write, Ted. I'm writing the right answer, so you can write the right answer too. Two points for the right answer. Like, are we? Are we? Are we listening? Are we writing down the name of the medication? Yeah, it's a common brand name. Oh yeah, I got it. Advil, Tylenol, rather. Okay, than so it. not the general type no, of not, it. No. Okay. I I will accept. I think either. I think we all got the right answer. I will here. accept yeah. either. Yeah. Did anyway? Let's say at the same time. Preparation, Preparation age. age. Yes. <laughs> two points for everybody. That's why I wrote hemorrhoid cream, and then yeah. yeah. I didn't, yeah. I was thinking about going yeah. for the funniest answer. No, I want they did politely decline that. So we all, okay, so we all have two, three points yeah. now. Before they became super famous, the Rolling Stones wrote a jingle for what cereal? I can't think of anything funny, so I'm just going for a legit guess here. <laughs> I don't think Lund is. <laughs> all right, I'll go first because mine's not funny. I just guessed Shreddies. You are incorrect. <sighs> Me Lucky Charms. Oh, incorrect. The Tumbling Me Lucky ro- Charms. <laughs> The tumbling rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you get a point, but you are not correct. They wrote a jingle for Rice Krispies. Oh. oh. Sing it. <laughs> Snap, <laughs> crackle, pop. Oh, they wrote that? Man, they were good. <laughs> so I got, I got the point? You got a point. I knew it. So I knew four, it. 4-3-3. Three, three. Oh, boy. All right. Question number six. Brian May, guitarist for Queen, has a line of what ladies intimate apparel? There's only so many choices. I I mean, any answer you give, it's a weird fucking stretch for Brian May. Yeah. (laughs) Dustin, you went the same avenue I did, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on, Lundy, because we were both fucking hilarious. 
I said Mayday panties. <laughs> I said under pressure panties. I said fat bottom undies. <laughs> <laughs> he just does a line of sports bras. Oh, oh damn it. I know. Those were all very creative. Those okay. were good. Well, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So Lund's still up by one. Damn it, Lund. Didn't you say Lund was going to lose this? Or yeah. yeah. There's still lots of question left. Yeah, but they always There's- say that. All right. So in recent pop culture news, no. a Redditor named Tyler Life shared with the world the EDM song he used on his sex playlist to create the best rhythm for the act and ensure that he finished every time. Obviously, none of you have spent any time on TikTok or Reddit in the last few days. What was the song, the artist, or if you know a few of the bars, you can sing it. It's an EDM song. What does that mean? Like electronic dance music, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe dance, none of you. Electronic yeah. Electronic dance music. <laughs> yes. It was a, I think it was, am I the asshole? He'd made this sex playlist and he used it every time. And finally, after two years, his girlfriend said, I fucking hate that song. So he stopped playing the song, but he would still sing it in his head. And she knew that he was still giving it to her at that rhythm. rhythm. But what horrified the internet at large is the song that he was using. There's some hilarious ready, TikToks about it. I don't know. I, I'm guessing maybe it's like a remix of a song. So I went with the Chuck Berry classic EDM version of My Dingling. <laughs> That's a real song. I, I know. The rhythm of the night. Oh, oh night. <laughs> feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Look at Jamaica. It's bobsled time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another point for Lund. Oh. You're all incorrect. <laughs> I'm just so depressed at how much I'm relating to this song (laughs) right now. For those uh, listeners at home, uh, everybody on the couch is currently making the same motions that everybody on TikTok is making, trying to figure out how you fucked this song. Lund, how did he make it this long? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what what is the song called? Uh, Yeah, it was Sea Bat by Scottish DJ Hudson Mohawk. I knew it it sounded Scottish. This one's a little bit longer, but I think the answer is worth the payoff. In 2014, a group of researchers from the Museum of Science and Industry in England released an online test called Hooked on Music. It contained 1,000 quips from pop hits going all the way back to the 1940s and asked 1,200 participants to identify songs as fast as possible. What was the catchiest song, pop song? It is contemporary to us, and it is a song that all of us in this room would know and love. I went with the Beastie Boys, uh, Fight for Your Right to Party. Wrong, but great answer. Thank you. I went with I Want You, Savage Garden. Wrong, but great answer. You went with I Want Yuv. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I want it that way. Uh, close. Is it everybody it, by no, Backstreet Boys? No, it's oh. Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Oh, 
Oh, man. That makes yeah, perfect I mean, sense. Can't argue, can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, who gets the point there? Oh, uh, I mean, I like Savage Garden best, so. Well. But that was a, like that, that was a, like, deep cut that yeah. I liked. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Lund's at six, you're at five, I'm at four. Question number nine. Which country has the most metal bands per capita? I just realized that all these questions have to do with music. (laughs) (laughs) I would actually realize that last question. (laughs) That was like right in the intro. I'm pretty sure you said keeping the music theme going. Yeah, I wasn't listening. It's literally called music trivia. Okay, I got my answer. Okay, pick a country. Per capita. Most metal bands per capita. I got it. These guys love their metal. Duhast, bitch. Germany? Close. Oh, You're in the right area. arena. Yeah. I went with India <laughs> because <laughs> I think that's the most populated place in the world. Yeah, no, it's a great justification. Very wrong. I went with Norway because they 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 have Vikings and Vikings love metal music. It's Finland, isn't it's it? It's Finland. Oh, that was my other guess. So it wasn't normal. You know what it is? Because I'm going to plug our morning show because Matt does like a Matt thinks he's smarter than you where you have to guess the band and people just they take the clues too literally and we'll just guess like exactly what the clue is saying. And every time we Google it, it's some like Finnish or German speed mm-hmm. metal band. Yeah. I know nothing about metal music. Yeah. Zero. I'd like to give half a point to Ted because he did get it. Okay. So give him four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have the list in front of me right now. So Germany has 10.03 metal bands per 100,000 people. Finland has 53.2 metal bands per 100,000 people. This is question number 10. So we need some right answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jingle Bells was originally a song for what holiday? It is not a Christmas song. Hmm. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. <laughs> I don't know. I said Halloween. Uh, incorrect. <sighs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> incorrect. That's jingle balls. Thanksgiving. Let's pour one out you for the pilgrims. Oh, <laughs> yes. It wouldn't have mattered. You. Oh, I had <laughs> Thanksgiving and I erased it. <laughs> Oh, I, thought, I can't believe I actually. I thought it was written in like a European country where they don't do Thanksgiving. No, no it was written as a Thanksgiving jam. Yeah, I knew it. Everyone oh, could that. have at least passed dust in there. Yeah, duh. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Lund. Did I overtake first place? Uh, in a shocking turn of events, Lund has beaten Ted in music trivia. Well, that was was that music <laughs> trivia or no. brand? We didn't even know it was music, to be fair. But uh, so now me Walsh. And Lund, sorry, Lund has six points. Walsh has six points. I get one point, so I have seven. And Dustin gets two points, so he has seven. Oh, boy. Look at this. So we're going into the last one pretty close. Love it. All right. Well, this could be the longest recording in history. We say it every time. Definitely could be true. So uh, that's just about it for this episode. Thank you, Aaron, for that game. Uh, We definitely learned something that time. Uh, Whether it's useful or not remains to be seen, but it doesn't matter. But uh, we'll just wrap up right away with everyone's final thought. Just glad to be back with my friends down in Len's basement. That's all I got. What an episode. I mean, we all came here and we brought it. Each one of us brought it. Except for Walsh. Oh, yeah. Walsh isn't here. That guy does not get it. No. All he gets is a cold. (laughs) I would say a big cheers to the fall and winter of Andrew. Looking forward to it. Wrap it up, Ted. 
All right. Well, thank you one last time. Yeah, short and sweet. Love it. To episode 29 sponsor, Beyond Insurance, and to Matt Cassidy for joining us once more. And, of course, to our presenting sponsor, Bose Bar and Stage. Otherwise, you know the drill. Make sure you're sub- subscribed. Easy for me to say. Subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. Uh, we're going to be dropping one episode a month from here on out. Uh, so you will hear from us again in October. And, uh, yeah. Moisten up. Uh, or as Aaron would say, moist like a, moister like an oyster. Close enough. That's it. Bye. <laughs>